What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of Coach Joe Uncensored. I'm joined by Davi and Christian, my co-hosts. Um, Christian, introduce yourself. Uh, how's it going? My name is Christian. Uh, NYCFC fans might know me from being the former managing editor of Hudson River Blue and also a brief period with fan, um, Skyscraper Blues and raging on NYCFC Twitter. How's it going? Cool. Uh, Davi, tell us a little about yourself. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Davi. Also, uh, talk NYCFC. Um, uh, just uh, really uh, into the into the team, and I'm just excited for the next season and see what what's going to go. Uh, Chesmography, really. And for those of you guys who don't know, Davi, Krishna, myself have been um, we've been doing a uh, pretty much for, for, for the entire 2022 season. We were doing uh, pre-match and post-match bitch sessions on Twitter <laughs> in Twitter yeah. spaces. Oh, those those summer months were very memorable. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the summer Twitter spaces. So we decided to take our talents to uh, to Apple Podcasts um, to to uh, make this more regular and more official. Um, so we're gonna jump right into it. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk NYCFC off season. Um, and uh, some so, oh uh, no, sorry, let's rewind. Um, so Christian, tell me your uh, three questions for Christian. Favorite NYCFC player of all time. Favorite current player. Favorite NYCFC player of all time. I, I hate to do ties, but it's got to be tied with Matty Morales or Anton Tinnerholm. My favorite current player would probably be Tyler Smackno, if I had to take a guess. Cool. And favorite kit that we've worn? Ooh, uh, wow. Uh, I, I'm going to go Volt kit, honestly. I love the Volt kit. The newbie. Yeah. Davi, same three questions for you. Favorite NYCFC player of all time, favorite current player, favorite kit? Favorite player, uh, it's got to be Tati Castellanos. I've, uh, it used to be David Villa, but we all know how uh, how he really went out as a out of the club, so I can't really support him after that, uh, so I'm going to go with Tati Castellanos. Okay, favorite current player? I'm going to go I'm gonna go GP. I, I, love, I love me some Gabriel Pereira. Gabi. All right, and favorite kit will we worn? Uh, I've said it in the group chat between the three of us. I love that 1920 home kit, the the, the racing stripe. I th I thought it was perfect. Do you mean 2020? 19, 2019, 2020. Okay. It was, it was, it was used in both years. <laughs> 1920. <laughs> uh, the, so the racing stripe, okay. All right, so for me, my favorite NYCFC player of all time, I know, I know I'm going to catch up for this, David Villa. He's the one who made me fall in love with this club. Um, and, and although he's a shitty human, great soccer player, great footballer, um, favorite NYCFC player current. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tricky question because we just, uh, we just unloaded about 40% of the roster. The current? <laughs> um, but, uh, that's tough. Yeah, not a lot of your favorites it's, on there. It's gotta be Chris Gloucester for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> favorite current player. Um, I know what you would say in your normal circumstances. You'd probably say Collins, but I know, but he's not like he's pretty like we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get to get to that. I mean, I, I guess yeah. I guess it's Gabby. Gabby's got that sauce. He's got that. I, I'm t I'm telling you, I took he's one of my. He's got that uh, Brazilian sauce, that Brazilian swag. He's silky on the ball. 
If he can develop, if he can develop a right foot, he might, he might be, he might go down as the as, oh, the, as the highest. If only Talos Magnu could perform like him on a constant basis. Yeah, but it's, the the problem, Gabi is shorter. Talos is so long, he can't do the things that Gabi does with the quickness and the agility that he has. He can't. He's so like what, long. like six one or something? Yeah, he's too long. But anyway, okay. And favorite kit? So I'm, I'm a kit guy. All right. So I mean, I, I love, like I, I have a special place for all the kits. Um. But I'm gonna go. Believe it or not, I'm gonna go with the. I think I believe it was. Uh, was it after the? Was it the 18 away? The, the with the the concrete jungle, the, the gray with the the Colombia. Was, like, was it like the like the World Cup kind of like the Argentina one, but just gray? Yeah, the Colombia Argentina gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that's yeah. actually like I wear that kit the most often. I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels on me. Um, that's actually my favorite kit right now. Yeah, be, before the bullet kit, I actually liked the Hypno kit. That was actually my favorite. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I love the Hypno. <laughs> um all right so now that we've gotten that down let, let's jump into off-season activity um so my first bullet point is is collins to blank blank uh, <laughs> where is he going the rumor mill is spinning i mean well well the recent rumors have him going to girona to join tati castellanos but yeah that, that, that's, that's, of, that's as of like lunchtime today so. yeah yeah but there was also rumors he was going to go to argentina and play with boca jr yeah but i mean like boca, I mean, if, if, if you were if you were active on nycfc twitter i mean boca was like it, it was like he's gonna he's signing tomorrow like he's flying there for a, for the for the physical uh for the and he's gonna sign like tomorrow it's gonna get announced and all of a sudden it's like wait today now it's like wait girona but so here's here's a tweet that I, I saw on, on obviously on Twitter. Um, but uh, we know that that uh, NYCFC CFG does some sketchy shit. Um, what wh what do you guys think about this little rumor of uh, of Girona signing him for the money he wants and then loading him back to NYCFC? I mean, I wouldn't complain, but I, mean, I, don't, I, 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 I don't think it's gonna happen. Is that against fair play it. rules? Is that is there is there rules against that? Like uh, I don't know if there's a rule against it. I mean, I probably so. not. But I think it all comes down to how much the wage we're willing to pay versus how much we can pay. I think I just as long as you don't go over that salary cap, I think you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, like, like what the ethics and what the rules are in regards to that. But I don't think that. I don't even think that he'd be okay with that, though. I think if he's going to sign, I think I think if he's going to sign with a European team, he's going to want to play in Europe, especially like at his age. You know, like he's he's not, you know, like like he's not old by any means. You know, if anything, like as a center back, he's probably in in his prime. But once again, he's in his prime, and those years are only so, you know, those years are so finite. And he's like what 30, 31? So like, yeah, like I mean, he he's going to want to. He wants to move to a big team and play there. I don't think. I, I think if the deal were to just sign with Girona and then get loaned back to NYCFC uh, indefinitely, or at least for the season, I think he would probably just sign with us and just take his chances in that regard. I, I yeah, no, I, I don't think that's happening. I, I do think that. I do think him joining Girona would be intriguing. It would also feel like, like as long as it's not another MLS club, I'm fine with it, and I understand. Like Boca, obviously one of the biggest teams in South America. I get it. Girona, a European team that's competing in La Liga, one of the best leagues in the world. I get it. Atlanta United, no, go fuck yourself. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about that. And uh, but like, as far as like that, I mean, also Tati might not even be in Girona very soon because apparently Brighton fancies him. Yeah, so I had that. That's one of our talking points is, is about him finally getting to the prem. Um, yeah. But I, I, agree. I would love to him to play with uh, McAllister. I agree wholeheartedly that um, as I, I'm, I'm happy for Collins as long as he goes somewhere where I deem it's worthy. Like, um, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be thrilled about him going to Boca. Um, I'd be much more excited about him going to Girona. 
Um, I want him to. I want him to get another shot at Europe because, like you said, he is in his prime. He's thirty. He's probably got like two to three seasons to like really rock out before you start seeing a decline. Yeah, this is his last big contract. Yeah, this is his last big contract. So I want to. Yeah, I want to see him in Europe. But I want to see him foil around and freaking. Yeah, this, this might. This might be his last journey before he inevitably goes back to Peru. And I'll, I'll be upset that we're losing him. But at least if he's going somewhere worthy, then it's like okay, good for you. Like you, you, you honed your craft for six seasons with us and then now you're you're going on to something bigger and better but if it's a lateral move like going to fucking south america then i'm not i'm not down with it but that brings up another like issue that i also have too like because i mean listen i understand that like in order to get tiago martins on board they probably had to throw the kitchen sink at him and you know and, and like and i and i constantly defended tiago martins on you know like in our uh twitter spaces you know uh you know uh pr- previous to us establishing a podcast but at the same time like had we had that DP slot open, I'm I'm more than, I I'm convinced that Collins would have just signed with us because I think like he wants that big money contract and I think he would have easily stayed for like 1.3 1.4 million as opposed to go to Girona to maybe try to compete for starting time and it's you know it's going to finish bottom half of La Liga and you know probably where he'll make like maybe like 700 800 thousand a year you know like so like that like the timing of that Tiago Martins DP spot. Like it's really just the worst. Yeah, and, and Collins deserves every dime of DV money. He's worth every single penny. Yes, correct. If there's any center back in MLS that's worthy of a of a DP contract, it's him. He's the only one, in my opinion. Yeah, Everybody I was, ta- else I was talking say- to some fans ye- um, yesterday about. I was like, what? What if there was a scenario where we could buy down Tiago Martins with Tam Gam Garber Bucks, and then and then make Collins the the DP and they were like, uh, I guess it's not like, I guess we don't have the finances because if we, if we, because if we spend all that Tam Gam on uh, buying down Tiago Martin's contract and that limits what we could do in the transfer window. I, I'd be fine with that personally. If it was possible, but honestly, I don't even think it's possible. I don't, I, I don't know what the rules are about these fucking contracts anymore. It's so convoluted buying down and, you know, young DP versus DP versus U22 you know, initiative player, you know, it's just it, versus general allocated money versus target allocated money. Like, I just don't fucking get it at this point. And, you know, like we were all pretty hopeful that Tiago Martins could, you know, like have his contract, you know, like, you know, like not eat up that, you know, designated player slot, one of those three precious slots that you have. But, you know, apparently we were all wrong. because I feel like if that was an option, that would have been done already. But, but yeah, no, I agree with you uh, 100%. I would have done it in a, in a heartbeat just to keep Collins. By the way, Girona are 11th in the league. Uh, they are five points from the drop. Yeah, no, 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 that's you, about, probably about as high as I'll get. Yeah, but they're in a healthy position. Like everyone was saying, oh, Girona's going to drop, Girona's going to drop. They are in a very healthy position on the table. I mean, you, I mean, you got a big club like Sevilla down there, 19th. Yeah, no, Sevilla's going to probably get relegated. They, they look awful. Yeah, they um, are but, uh, exactly where I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be a mid-table team. They're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be in fearful of getting dropped down, but they're not going to touch the top top eight. They're just – they don't have the talent there right now to touch the top eight. But I think – I would have said I would have said 17th at the start of the season. Yeah, I think they're in a good spot. They might drop a little bit, but I, I don't think they're going to be uh, devotion, uh, uh, relegation zone. They, they haven't. They haven't conceded as many goals. They've only conceded twenty-seven, but they've scored twenty-six. So I think they're in a. I think they're okay. I think well, be well to be honest, no, no. Stuani's still scoring at a pretty decent clip. 
over over who's there. Co- who's, who's scoring a decent clip of it? Stuani. Stuani. Oh, uh, Stuani. Yeah, the, yeah, The guy yeah, who's yeah. kind Stuani. of uh, teaching uh, t- uh, Tati how to be a La Liga striker. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, uh, I mean. Yeah, no, I uh, no, I think where Girona's playing right now, I think they're uh, they're probably playing at their ceiling right now as their squad stands as high as they're going to go. I can't see them cracking. Like, I mean, maybe like like here and there, maybe they play peekaboo with the top ten. I can't see them finishing top ten, you know, because uh, yeah, you do have to remember like this is a team that did just get promoted from the Segunda División. So I mean, you know, there's good. They're, they're playing, you know, like they're punching above their weight right now, which is great. And I hope they stay there because, you know, like Tati's success is our success. But the question is, how much is Brighton willing to pay for him? Because, listen, I, I, I was I was perfectly fine with Tati going out on loan as long as it yielded a transfer fee at the end of it. And right now we're ahead of schedule. We're in January. We're about, what, what like six months removed from when he moved out. If there's any time to cash out, if Brighton's willing to pay the fee, let him go. Well, so, I mean... Uh, with, with I mean, we, we can just jump right into the Tati transfer. Um, so like we're looking at what was his what was his evaluation prior to him leaving for Girona? It's like fifteen to twenty million. That's what we're asking between yeah, 15, fifteen and twenty, 20 probably lower, probably around fifteen. No one was biting on it. So now that he's gone to La Liga, he hasn't exactly lit it up, but he scored some goals, and they're obviously impressed enough with him that these Prem teams are starting to be like, oh hey, like he can play in Europe, he can play. Like scored he, a few goals in the cup as well. He can do some and, uh, stuff. Copa del Rey. So I mean, do we do we now look at the higher end of the fifteen to twenty, like like in the eighteen to twenty? I mean, I mean, John Duran, uh, the young nineteen year old Colombian from Chicago, he just went to I think it was Aston Villa for like well, like eighteen, nineteen million. Yeah, but he's getting eighteen because he's he's much younger than Tati, so he has a higher ceiling because he he, he has a longer shelf life. He, he's a little bit younger. I so think if Tati. we do, so, I think if we sell it to the product, I think I think you got to ask for at least twenty. Fifteen no, to twenty. I, I I I think if we're selling Tati, I think sixteen million is is the minimum that you want to sell him for. I'd be fine with sixteen million. And, that, and that's a good that's that's a decent amount of influx of cash coming in for for transfers. So yeah, I I don't think you can justify a twenty million dollar sale because, like you said, like he's old, he's not old. He's, he's still got plenty of room for growth. And and you know he's what what like 24, 23 right 23, now, twenty four yeah. maybe. Yeah, and you know so obviously that's still a player that you can still mold into. Into a lot of different things, especially one, you know, like, like he doesn't have any European experience except outside of the six months, and I think he's adapted very well enough. You know, he he still moves off the ball like Tati. You know, his goal scoring is going to pick up, and you know, he wasn't clinical with us when he first came either. And even when he first got that striker spot after Aber got hurt, his uh, his production, you know, wasn't immediately, you know, out of this world. It wasn't until 2021 where he really, really, really hit his stride and. You know, like, like, so I think that at this point, you know, like, like he hasn't done enough to justify 20 million, but I'd say 16, maybe you can justify, maybe, maybe you can slide down to 15. 15 yeah. But you're saying 15 minimum, like no, it's 15. Million. Uh, I'm saying 15 minimum and I don't see us selling him for anything more than 17. Honestly, I think 20 million is a pipe dream. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a decent show. I think that's exactly what, what he's worth right now. Um, I, but I, I I firmly believe that he was worth this coming from the MLS. Like, I mean, everyone likes everyone loves to shit on the quality of the MLS, but that dude can score goals. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so ne- next is um, uh, SJ One, uh, El Capitan, former. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, yeah, we don't know yet. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, like what, the, what, are, uh, what are the la- latest uh, rumor mills about him? I mean, I haven't I haven't heard a lot in the recent days uh, about I, him. I, I, about I think him he's in gone. Toronto. I genuinely think he's gone. 
He went to a Raptors game, so he's in Toronto. But I mean, I thought I after he went to the Raptors game, I thought the next day it was going to get announced. Now it's been like a few days, and, and there's not been anything really. I, I, it's I been like a week. It's been like a week. I yeah. still think he's gone. I don't think he's resigning with us. I, I don't. I mean, certain point, it's preseason. I, you got to sign now, man, because like if you're like you need they, they need to use preseason to get back into the swing of things, get back into shape. The season, our season starts at the end of February, so like he's got like a. Like about a month and, and a half, six weeks. I, I don't think he's gone. I, I I I'm not. I don't think he's gone for sure. I'm going to say that. I'm well, not going to. I'm not going to hedge any bets. What yeah. happened? He got called in the U.S. camp in the January camp. And he'll, 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 he'll probably be the starter in that camp. Well, there you go. That's how he's saying. Well, Gaga, Sol- Gaga got called in too. So. Yeah, Gaga Salina is going to start. He's their golden boy. You want to get him in. You want to show him off for a uh, And also, uh, Solentano from Cincinnati also got called as a third. He's a good keeper. Yeah. The, the Cincinnati keeper. Oh, my God. He absolutely played out of his skin when he played him at City Field. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, Sean, so, you know, like, the last word was, so, like, the, the early words out of, as like, the Sean Johnson transfer, you know, rumor mill was, okay, he's, you know, like, he, he's in Toronto, he's going to games and everything like that. But, you know, like, you know, we, we really don't, you know, it, it's looking like Toronto. He had a small offer from, what was it, AZ? Um, and, uh, and uh, but honestly, then, like, we saw that, you know, like, he's still, like, weighing his options between NYCFC and Toronto. So that probably means that they offered him. Well, well like, NYCFC's probably at least come close to matching the offer, if not matched it completely. I think he's just sitting down and he's wondering. He's probably taking a lot lot of this offseason to account he's like okay listen they're obviously like tearing it down a little bit so do i go back do i go back you know where they're obviously like rebuilding and planning for the future or do i go to toronto that's built to win now but the but the window for them to to win is probably a lot smaller it's probably like one to two years when they have bernadette and senior because they might they're both I think, yeah they're both old and i don't i don't see them sticking past uh, toronto like past Possibly even next year. I think next year is like that's probably like their last genuine chance if they want to get to a championship. It's not a big window. That's the thing. I don't think Toronto's a slam dunk. I mean, listen, if like if he wants this, if he thinks that they're in a position to win this year, then yeah, maybe he signs with Toronto, tries to get his second his second cup in his career. But honestly, like that window is so small. And yeah, the- not only that, like the, like their defense, like it still needs a lot of like it still needs yeah. a lot of reinforcement and revamping that that it's phenomenal gonna- defense. He's going to face the most shots out of anybody next year. I guarantee oh, it. So here, if, he oh God, he, if he goes to Toronto, he'd be absolutely exposed like almost every single game. Here's a little spicy nugget. I sp- I, I can't re- <laughs> I can't reveal my sources, but I spoke to someone yesterday who said that if Sean goes to Toronto, that it might potentially be for a lot less than what he would have been making with NYCFC. Ooh, I don't like that at all then. So then, the reason that that means the reason why he'd be going to Toronto is because he's chasing another cup, and he knows that NYCFC is not in a position to do that right now with the current way the roster is. And you said he'd get paid less at Toronto than at NYCFC. So he'd be leaving to go to Toronto potentially for less than what he'd be making at NYCFC. So he's going there exclusively to try to win. See, I think this is a mistake. That makes no sense at all. Because listen. I know we've been very, we've all been very critical of NYCFC this offseason and what they've let slide through their fingers and and the lack of incoming transfers thus far. However, if you if you really look deep into it, 
and you and you actually put NYCFC's starting eleven on paper. It's not a bad starting eleven. As a matter of fact, I'd say it's a good, a very good starting eleven. That's better than at least seventy-five percent of the league. You still got Gabby Pereira in there. You still got Tyler Snagno in there. Say what you want about him; he's a dynamic player. When he's on, he's on. You still got Thiago Andrade. You still got Keaton Parks. You still have Alfredo Morales. You still have Maxime Chanel. You got Matias. Uh, Matias Pellegrini for depth. Yeah, yeah, you got Matias Pellegrini for, and apparently he was really good in the first half during the. Uh, we recently. The lack of depth is in the central midfield. That's, right. well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what, that was my next point. The lack of depth. But here's the thing. If you really think about it, there's really only two needs that this team needs. A striker and a left center back. And then maybe one or two depth pieces that you can pluck out, maybe from NYCFC too. Who knows? Maybe this Malcolm Johnston is the answer. We don't know what he's going to look like right now. You know, Jack Harrison was certainly ready for the, you know, for the big bright lights, you know, when we drafted him. Maybe he's ready too. You know, we don't know what we got yet. I well, think, te- uh, technically, that was a trade, but yeah, yeah but still, it, it, it was it, it was a draft pick who was a who, who came in in his rookie season and you know lit, lit it up. And on, we, and we on, really did screw Chicago out of a good uh, draft pick yeah, right there. And listen, this team is one or two pickups away from being contender again. And I think Sean, I think Sean needs to. I, I also think Sean needs to recognize that too. Listen, yeah, Toronto's fine, but you're playing with piecemeal, you know, piecemeal de- defense over there. Their defense was shocking last year. And it doesn't look like it's going to be any better this year, at least not on paper. You know, maybe it, maybe it does become better. Who knows? I, 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 I still think the best chance to win is with NYCFC, personally. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I think it's a little bit disrespectful to even, to, to, to leave. I mean, I, I can see if, if you're leaving like a team that's like, Taylor built to win right now. Like, for example, I mean, LAFC was in the market for a keeper because uh, the, 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 the Canadian incumbent broke his leg during the final. And then they don't really have anybody. So I, I can see if you wanted to go over there, like that's that's where you go to like win the championship now. Yeah. Um, but uh, like Toronto... And, they, and they, they definitely win a trophy at least. At least one. They'll definitely win Campionis Cup at least. Yeah. So Toronto, Toronto I don't see them as like a... a I, don't, I don't see them... Even better than Philly, I don't see them being able, being able to compete with Philly right now. No, it's 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 their defense. It solely relies on their defense. Their defense has been their Achilles heel for the past few seasons now. And you know, with without any like true center backs back there, you're you're really going to be exposed to a lot of shots. And you know, we all know Sean Johnson has that one soft goal in him that he can concede. I mean, that that goal against uh, a couple of goals against Philly last year, really soft goals that you know he could have done better with, or the defense could have done better with it. If he goes to Toronto up there in that situation, he's going to be like essentially fucked. Like he, he would just be like exposed up there. So I don't, I don't think that's a smart decision to go to Toronto on a on a lesser wage to a team that really only has what like one two seasons with with these world class players, and then after that they're probably just going to go back to being a poverty franchise like they were with Chris Armas. Oh, you have to throw Chris Armas under the bus right there. I like it. All right, so should have um, stayed in New Jersey, in my opinion. Next, uh, let's. I mean, we we can briefly talk about the the max exodus of players uh, from the club. Maxi leaving, Tinnerholm leaving, Santi leaving, Gedeon leaving, Kasha getting loaned out. What what, what, do, what do we think? What do we think about all these? Uh, what do we think about all these? Um, these that Kasha loan makes absolutely zero sense. I have no idea why they they, they allowed it. It's just really stupid what what they're trying to do. Can I be honest? 
I don't even think losing Conch is that big of a deal. He's honestly, like, outside of half, he was my least favorite midfielder last year. I feel like he's very indecisive and hesitant on the ball. I feel like he reacts to the play. I feel like he never, like, is dictating the pace of the play or thinking two or three plays ahead. He's always getting the ball, and he's like, okay, now what the fuck do I do? That's the one, like, he always looked like a deer in the headlights whenever he was on the ball. He's a, he's a solid enough midfielder, and he'll, uh, and he'll threaten goal from distance every now and then. But I really don't think we lose much. As a matter of fact, okay, like I, I've said this before, and I actually got shit for it. I don't, I, I don't think that we lost outside of Collins. Collins is massive. Collins, there's no, you know, if ands or buts about it. There's no that's, way around. That's the best back in the league that you're losing. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a huge loss. However, I mean, outside of that, Maxi, Maxi's turning thirty six. Maxi's old. Tinnerholm is on the wrong side of 30, also coming off of a very, very bad injury. And when he did come back last year after like like a 10-month absence or however long it was, he got hurt immediately again. And then once he came back from that injury, he was solid, but he wasn't like Anton Tinnerholm is good at soccer like level, you know, like beast mode anymore. You know, like he... he so, you know, I'm fine with, you know, like parting ways with him in that regard. You know, uh, Gideon Zalalem, I mean, he was on a milk carton for the last three months that he was in New York. I mean, we didn't know where the fuck that guy was. But when he was on the field, he showed his quality for the most part. Sure, but the thing is that we did plenty without him. I, I would have loved to keep Gideon and, like, see if, like, how, how he would gel into this midfield. But for some reason, none of, like, like neither... Dyla nor Cushing rated him, and I just don't know why. Because when he was on the pitch, I actually liked him a lot. Yeah, but you know, whatever. You where, know, he was. A, he, he, he was not. What happened? Where did he sign? Getting? He went to Boa Vista. Vista oh, Portugal. Is there another American there? Or is it just him? Uh, Alan Alan Sonora, but I think he plays for a different Portuguese. Is it, does, doesn't Reggie Cannon play for Boa Vista? Oh, he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Cannon's there. Okay, it's another former USA national. Uh, and you know, typically he's a right back, but they play him as a right center back in the back three at a uh, at Boa Vista. But um, no, I mean, and Santi is big. I would I, I would like to keep Santi because he's. I think the Santi departure was probably to be expected since it was only a year and a half loan without an option to buy. Uh, oh, I was oh, I was telling people for a year. I'm like, there is no option to buy on this loan. Do not expect him to be full-time. I would love for it to happen, but there was no option to buy when that loan came in in 2021. No, yeah, I think he also holds like a, he also holds kind of like a gripe against the CFG because they took him away from, was it, Peñarola Nacional, one of the two, and he had to play for Torque just so he can come over to us on loan. So you might, he, I think he might stay in Torque unless, unless he forces his way out of the club. I didn't know that was an issue. I think he's too good for Torque. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's also where we signed uh, Tati from. If you guys remember, signed him yeah. from uh, Torque. I think Torque is a step backwards from from the level of play of, of MLS. Uh, are they are they not a good like Uruguayan team? Are they like bottom of the table? It's Uruguay, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they like bottom of the table? I don't know where they are, but it's fucking Uruguay. Like it's not. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not even like a top top fifteen, top 20, 25 league. Like. It's not, I don't think it's, I don't rate it. It's not a very good league. It's I mean, basically any league outside of South America that isn't Brazil or Argentina isn't. And even Brazil and Argentina, I don't rate those leagues either. Like, they're not, like, it's, like, the, the soccer, if you notice, none, none of the countrymen stay home. They all go elsewhere to play. They don't stay in, 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 in Oh, my God. Chelsea were really about to pay, like, $140 million for Enzo Fernandez. That's absolutely insane. 
the, the native countrymen of these South American countries leave the second they can to go play somewhere else. They don't. They're, they're, none of them are lifers in in those leagues. They leave. It's a selling league. It's not a buying. You'll, league. you'll find some lifers. So like, I've I've discovered over like the years that like the Brazilian Serie A is like actually kind of similar to MLS in a way. Not so much like in terms of quality of play. I would say the Brazilian Serie A has a much higher quality of play on average. Maybe like the bottom table teams are you know behind, but. Uh, outside of that, you will see like a lot of like really good Brazilian players that are like obviously like high quality, but not quite like top team European quality, and they're not going to want to go out to like ride the bench at uh you know fucking Southampton, you know like so like they they they'll happily play for a Palmeiras or you know a Santos or you know like one of the bigger clubs that are down there. Palmeiras is a tiny club. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, okay, so outside of Santi, I mean, like, who, who else you got? Um, Maxi. Uh, I, I already said Ma- Maxi. Oh, Maxi. Maxi, Tim, um, Santi, Gideon, and, Ka- and the Kasha loan. Yeah, I have no problem with the Kasha loan, honestly. I, I, I don't rate him. I know, like, you know, I, I, I know Trey is going to kill me for saying that, but I just don't rate Kasha. I just don't think so, he's that... I agree, but I also, I mean, like, like I said, with the, with the depth in the midfield, he like, if you look at our sixes and our eights, Parks is an eight, uh, Alfredo's a six, Kasha was like a six, Gideon was like a six eight. So we, we, we're Hacks, getting we're getting Hacks rid of all. Hacks a six. Hacks 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 Hacks. Who's a six? Hacks a six. Yeah, Hacks a six, but I don't trust Hack. Like I don't trust him. <laughs> I mean, but I know, to be but fair, he's, he's only a 19, 20-year-old kid. Like, he still has time to grow. Yeah. But, but, but also, the thing is, too, like, like, listen, if you're paying for depth, like, if, I, if I'm correct, like, wasn't Kacha making, like, $300,000 a year? Like, that's a lot of money for well, a fucking Well, and then depth C- Cushing turned him into the Swiss Army knife who could play right back, even though I don't think he was a fucking good right back. <laughs> wasn't that, like, a dialogue experiment, wasn't too? It, some, it was one, one, of the, one of the fuckers recently decided to, hey, let's let's try to play Kacha at right back. Just because yeah, yeah, that was, that was Ronnie. We've got nobody else who could play there. So let's... Uh, Let's take a slow midfielder and try to see what he can do. Out yeah, there. I, I vividly remember like a few games like in in the stadium, like seeing uh, Kacha play right back. Or this is uh, when Roddy was here. So, so okay. So you also have Buklatinovic. Bye. See ya. You know, like <laughs> I don't, don't, don't bring him up in the presence of Coach Joe. <laughs> 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 uh, and and, and Bear, who we got money for, and more money than we probably should have gotten for him. So boom. Yeah, and good, I'm happy. Good riddance. Thank God he's finally off the roster. I gotta find a new. Player. I, I gotta find a I new player to hate. I don't want to say good riddance to A Bear because I love A Bear. He's a great guy. But oh I my god, god. The, the infamous that when he joined the group chat on Twitter and he said "fuck Philly." Oh my god, that's absolutely hilarious. No, but like, uh, just you know, like, like it just it wasn't it. You know, like, like he he caught that lightning in the bottle in the Dome system. But when that, as soon as Ronnie took over, he he couldn't barely passed it. And like, even before the injury, people forget about this all the time. Even before he tore his ACL, he was not excelling under Dylo's system and just couldn't find the goal. Other other than the one game in the Champions League win, yeah, he got the hat trick. Other than that, he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, he got the hat trick against San Carlos, and that was it. And, and, and he never, and then he scored one more goal for the rest of the season, and then he got hurt, I think, the game after that. If I recall correctly, it was like a few weeks after that. Yeah, it was like it was relatively recently, relatively soon after that. So I mean, boom, there's your. And then you know, and we just talked about Sean. I would prefer to keep Sean, but do I think he's irreplaceable? No, no. The only I, player, think, I think the only, I think the only, would take his place. 
The only two players that are on this outgoing list that are 100% irreplaceable, don't even think about it, are Alex Collins and Maxi Morales. And Maxi Morales was about to hit Father... Father Time was about to punch that man in the face sooner or later. He's already 36, 37. He's going to be 36 he by the time. He already had. How many, how many times did Max get to go off the field with a freaking like strained calf? Yeah, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, like, like he's already being like he's already been dealing with the injury bug. Like, like you know, like he hasn't been dealt like a major injury just yet. But I mean, there were several times, you know, during you know 2022 and tw even 2021 where he was missing like two to three weeks. It, it, it just it just hurts to see him go because he's such a club legend. Sure, honestly. I mean, and he fucking to... put the team on his back and carried us to the 2022 playoffs. So. No, yeah, no. I, he was, <laughs> it was great. But, I mean, at a certain point, we knew that day was coming. We knew that one was coming. We, we could see that one coming. We, I, I wasn't even expecting to have him for this year until we renewed his option. I'm like, I'm actually kind of surprised. It, it, was, it was only inevitable. Yeah, it was inevitable. Until you just, just rip off the Band-Aid and just, you know, and let, and let it go. And, like, you know, like, let him go in a high, you know, as opposed to just, you know, lock him up for two years and just watch him fade away. That's, like, one thing I don't want to see. Well, it, should have ended, it should have ended with another cup, honestly. It should have. He's a cup but, chance. Know, just, Justin Hack, you know. Um, all right, uh, so uh, let's talk about some uh, some incoming players. Uh, let's uh, let's start with, we have Ilyenik, uh, Alfaro. We, we, technically, we technically, Pellegrini is an incoming player because we reclaimed <laughs> him on waivers. Um, Seagal. Is a, is a player that came through, and then we have our our how many we have three, our draft picks. We have three, got like three, draft three super picks. draft picks. It was uh Rodriguez, Johnston, and somebody else. I forgot the third guy. Uh, Very bad hairline. No, the Rutgers guy. Fuck, what's his name? Oh, damn it, what's his name? You're the college guy. You should know this one. Yeah, he played for Rutgers. He's a striker. Fuck, what's his name? Hold on, uh, hold on. Let me pull the no, Seagal is no, not no, not him. It was some, someone else. Uh, Matthew Myers. Matthew Myers. Uh, Myers. Okay. Uh, my, my answer to this is going to be short. I'm not excited about any of these guys except for two of them. So, and one of them we already had. So, that's about. I I, I need some incomings. I need I would, to see some incomings. In I, next I would week. actually like to see um, Malcolm Johnson get some minutes with the first team. Uh, but I think also Rodriguez. I've seen some of his highlights. Um, this, at this rate, he fucking might have to. Well, so uh, this, yeah, he might have to. I mean, I mean, I, I really hope he could turn into someone like a Rafael Lau for us. So that that'd be absolutely insane. He's Portuguese, so uh, and I I hope he could turn uh, turn into something special. You know, he's Portuguese, but Rodilio or Rodriguez. Yeah, he's, I yeah, think he's Bro, Portuguese. Bro, his first name is Bro, yeah, Brodilio Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, he's he's the only one out of the draft picks. He played professionally, I think, in Portugal, um, and then came to the states for college. And by professionally, I don't, I don't mean like I don't mean like in a first team sense. I mean like he, he was like in an academy or it was like it was like a B team. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he played professional, semi professionally, and then came over to the states and played. I think two years of college soccer, Division two. And I think the reason why he had to play Division two is I, I think I think if you if you if you get paid to uh if you get paid to play. Then you, I don't think you're eligible to play at the Division One level. I think that I believe that's the rule, um, but I could so, be very, very wrong. But I, I thought that's team was he on? Uh, I'd have to look it up. But he, I mean, it wasn't like anybody huge. But it, I, I think he he was playing with somebody overseas. Um, I, I would assume it's probably like a second tier, or third tier Portuguese team, like. Are you talking about the one whose like highlight tape I actually shared? And I was like, this kid's actually not Rodriguez. Bad. Yeah, Rodriguez. Like, like, like I saw him on the ball. He looks silky. Like, like, like he, like he's got a good. So my, 
He's like, tall as shit too, though. He's he's another tallest. He's really tall. Yeah, you know what my thing is. The first thing I I judge a player on whenever I look at them, like obviously, like I'm not a coach or an expert or anything like that. I just I just watch the sport and I love the game. The first thing I look at to see if a player is worth a shit is their first touch. And if I see that you have a good first touch, like then I really think that you can go as far as you want to. Like that's what Jack Harrison had. He had such a good first touch. That's what you know. Gabby has. Gabby has a great first touch. You know, like All right, so. I, Hold on, sorry. So, Brodilio Rodriguez, he's 23, so he's older already, right? Um, he It says here he plays with both feet, which is pretty uh, unusual. He has citizenship in Portugal and in Guinea... Bissau? I don't know what country that is. Guinea Bissau? Yeah, Guinea Bissau is his other citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he played f- for... Uh, uh, he played for Real SC U19s in Portugal. Hmm. Um, and he also played for Sintra football in Portugal. Um, I mean, I'm assuming these are all really tiny little little, uh, little teams. And he's probably, been, probably like second tier Portuguese. Um, and then teams. he went to a college called Franklin Pierce. Um. But he is tall. I mean, like, I'm not sure what 1.82 meters conversion is into into height and in, in feet and in feet and inches. But I mean, he is a little, he's taller. Didn't he also play in like uh? Didn't wasn't he playing like USL League Two while he was going to college too? Like first, yeah, like, during the summers. Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so we, yeah, so he's one of the draft picks, and then Matthew Myers is a draft pick from Rutgers. Um, he also played. Mal- he Malcolm also played Johnson a high point. He transferred to Rutgers. He, he's like a striker. Um, and then you got and Malcolm, Malcolm Johnson, Johnson the is the brother of Alistair. Plays like a, he played like a cam in college, but I heard some I heard some things saying that he potentially could be switching to play wing back, kind of like in the same mold as Kevin O'Toole. But they tried with him because O'Toole was a defender when he was younger, and then transformed into a winger in college, and then now he's back to being a wing back defender ish. Uh, so those are the draft picks. Then, then there's this, oh, then there's Segal, who was a, a signing from uh, from Netherlands. Where, where, where did Segal play? The wrong bird. So uh, so he went to Stanford, as far as I know, and then he transferred to Cologne, Cologne in Germany, like and played for the two team for about half a year, and then uh, came back over here and went. Is, to he, is he American? Yes. Oh, okay. Is his name yeah, Matthew? He, he, is it Matthew Segal? Gabe. Uh, Gabe. Gabe, yeah. Gabe. He wants to be, uh, I haven't seen him play, he so played I, for I really don't know anything. He played for Colm? Colm 2? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the second division. Uh, no, no, not second division. Fourth no, tier. Team, like, I think I think, I think Colm plays in the Bundesliga right now. FC Colm 2 plays in the Regionalia West, which is the, in the fourth tier. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the B team does. Yeah, he was playing for their second team, so... They, they, the originality is like all like development teams. Uh, I know that because uh, football manager. Thank you very much. I like you. So yeah, he went to Stanford, but he also he also played uh, for um, the Bethesda down in Maryland, which is a pretty prominent club uh, club soccer team that's produced a lot of professional talent. So maybe he's got talent. Who knows? Uh, like, I mean, I would love to evaluate these players, but we haven't he? seen. I. I really hope that Coachella Invitational or Coachella Valley Invitational is like at least streamed or televised or something like that because it doesn't look like NYCFC is going to go out of their way 
to stream any of these games. Yeah, so he's he's 21, um, and he has gotten caps with the USA U16s and U18s. Okay. So fairly recently, a few years ago. I mean, who knows? Maybe we have something on our hands. I mean, listen, I've all, you and I, Joe, have been harping on this forever. We, you know, we, we should be saving Americans abroad a yeah. lot more often. Yeah, like save, rescue, rescue missions. Uh, uh, rescue uh, Alan Sonora, anybody? Rescue. Yeah, because you don't you, you don't have to waste in, international spots on them, and they typically aren't as expensive as like a Brazilian. Really that, other other MLS clubs do it, but we don't do it. Yeah, uh, Tony Alfaro. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it looks like, journeyman. I mean, from today, from the looks of today, it looks like, it looks like Cushing's trying to go back to the floor back. It looks like he's trying to get it done again. Uh, it's hard to judge anything by a friendly where you're rotating in 15, 16 and 17 year olds. But I mean, and even in one case of 14 year olds, Maxime Carrazzo played, he started actually. Um, well, I mean, based uh, off, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. We we can talk about the uh, about the preseason game after we're done talking about the incoming players. But um, just a quick thing, I don't think I didn't, I don't think Alfaro got time today. Uh, unless he came in in the second half, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see I, I didn't I mean, see any photos with him in them. So I, don't, I mean, I don't I don't see, know. See, here's the thing. Normally, I would think, okay, here's a player who's an experienced MLS player. You know, like he probably hasn't excelled anywhere. However, you know, coming into Cushing's system, what I presume, what I presume to be the system, the three-back system, I thought Alfaro probably would have fared okay because he's still got Schnell and Martins back there to cover him if anything goes wrong. He's got two very capable center backs, you know, like to his right. But I mean, in a four-back, I think he's going to get picked apart because I mean, we've seen that before. I mean, Seattle fans and DC fans aren't exactly singing his praises right now. I want to root for him. I don't want anybody on our team to do bad. Trust me. But at the same time, it's I don't know, like, like cool it was like my reaction when I saw him. You know, definitely not a needle moving transfer. You know, like, uh, and uh, the one that uh, Source brought up, the guy in League Do, you know, playing for Saint Etienne, doesn't really pique my interest either. I mean, he's literally a center back in the worst team in the second division of France. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I for one am super excited about Ilyenik. Um Me too. Me too. I cannot wait. Well, he, to he, see he him. finally arrived in New York the other day, so yeah, he I know arrived. That was, uh, John, uh, I know that was something that uh, people were really uh, bothered about, but um, you know, I saw his Instagram story that I went ahead and shared it with you. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, good, good thing he's uh, he was he he's here in New York now. Well, so I, mean, he got, I would so, assume he's getting settled in. Yeah, so he got, um, he must have gotten his visa figured out, but uh, Gabi's still in Gabi's still playing beach soccer in in uh, in in Brazil, so. Yeah, so it looks like it might take some time, but I I, I think we'll be back. Um, but yeah, no. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, I I I've said on Twitter multiple times. I get I get young Angelino vibes from the way I from the like I, I've I've done, kind of did a deep dive on on YouTube and, and went and watched some some of the way this guy plays, and I, I just I'm getting some young young swaggy little freaking uh, Angelino vibes. No, I, I like him too. Yeah, no, I like him too. Apparently, yeah, he was like, I think he was like in the list of like what the top. 50 like wonder kids for like beef or something i don't know something like i don't that, know so. i don't i don't know if he was in that i think talus magna was in that list but i don't know like this year but i don't know if uh i don't know if ilinich made it ilinich uh, apparently was uh going to Sturmgratz in uh austria but apparently that deal got hijacked last minute by nycfc and uh the, he they convinced him to come over here but yeah no i agree with uh joe 
Uh, I did take a look at his uh, some of his tape. Uh, good pace. Uh, whips in a good ball. Uh, Something tape on Lax. Has a shot on him. He has a shot on him. Honestly, I could see him playing in a more advanced position. You know, like, like, like you know, kind of how we, we experimented with Mata on the wing, like, every so, now and then. So, so, so would you have, um, say, say, like, uh, at the start of the season, would you, would you have Ilinich play that right back and then move Tavon Gray uh, to center back and play with Chanel or Martins? Well, that's, oh, oh, I mean, that's assuming that he's playing in a three back because I wouldn't put Tavon in a center back pairing in a back four. No, definitely. Uh, I, I, so, also, I also don't want, like, like, Right now, we don't know how he's going to gel with the team. I'd say uh, on February 25th in Nashville, Tavon does get the start. Uh, he can challenge for minutes, though, if he uh, asserts himself during the preseason, which is why I'd love to see some of these games, because I'd love to see how he, he gels the team. But I, I do like his game. If I, I had to go on a limb, I would too. say that Ilyenik is going to lock down the starting right-back position by the summer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. I mean, I also hope that Tavon continues showing that promise that he showed in 2021. Because in 2021, he was really good. He kind of especially during, especially during the playoffs. Yeah, especially during the playoffs. Uh, 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 he seems to regress a little bit in 2022, but he's a very, very young player. He's what 19 he's years still, old. He's still yeah. like 18, 19, maybe 20. He's still got a lot of time to go. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's got time. Like, and I I want to give him that time too. I don't want to just say, okay, we just transferred somebody in. You know, bye. You know, like take your seat on the bench. I do want to give him a chance to. Uh, solidify his place in the starting 11. I would like to give him that opportunity, but I, I am excited about Ilinich. I think it's Ilinich. I think it's how it's pronounced. Ilinich. Ilinich or Ilinich. It's one of the, one of the two. Yeah, Ilinich or Ilinich. I have yeah, a hard time pronouncing those, uh, these uh, Slovenian, Slovakian, Croatian, last, and, and I, with the ICs at the end. I, 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 I go back and forth about Pulisic, Pulisic. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, same thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then um, the, the, the player that we had and then released and, or waived and then reclaimed, uh, Matias Pellegrini. I, I like picking him back up, especially if it's affordable. I mean, well, I get it. we got an Argentine in the team. Come on, we need, we need, some, of these, we need some of these Argentines in the team, man. Just... Yeah, he, he's, he, he's a promising player, and he's, and he's been a highly touted prospect for a minute. It's just that Inter-Miami kind of fucked him over with their entire financial escapades that put them in into the uh into the red you know uh two seasons ago and you know he really ha he's kind of been lost in the shuffle ever since and by the time he arrived to us last year our you know like our team was still it was pretty much you know like in free fall know, basically we were in free fall but also they're just like there wasn't really a place for him you know like like there just there just wasn't you know it was a crowded attack with Max i mean he literally came on he literally came Gav out against miami for like 30 seconds and that was like yeah. the last play of the game yeah, but like, like, like the attack was like crowded. You know, what, like, you know, you had Maxi, you had Santi, you had Gabby, you had Tiago, you had Talis, you had Aber, and you know, we could comment on the individual skill and the individual effectiveness of any one of those players. But, yeah, but now, now with three of those players gone, he's going to have a chance to. Well, yeah, no, so. he's going to have a chance this year, and I, I want to see him grab that brass ring, and I want to see him elevate his game, and I want to see him break into that starting 11, because I do think he's a good player. Now, listen, it's going to be very, very tough, because, you know, City, the City way is playing those inverted wingers, and and there's nobody on our team that's going to be able to do it better than Gabby Pereira. I can tell you that much. It's going to be very, very hard to supplant him in the starting 11. You know, maybe he can find his way on the left side as a out-and-out out winger, uh, you know, delivering balls to the tall Tylish, you know, who knows? 
but I still think this team needs a striker. So I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it, I, 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 I'm happy with the move. I think it's a, a good piece of business. And I think if you can bring a player like him, you know, like, like for an affordable price, you know, into the fold again, uh, you know, I, I, I like the move. I mean, I, I agree. I, I I was happy when we claimed him, um, and I, I think that he can potentially supplant one of our penciled in starters. And if he, I mean, it's 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 high risk, low reward, or uh, low risk, low risk, high reward. Low risk, high reward. Low risk, high reward. Um, it, he can come in and tear it up and and kind of and, and kind of contribute. Um, and it, he didn't he didn't cost us too too much, especially when we restructured his contract. Um, it's not like he's on DP money or anything like that. So I mean, I think he uh, I think it could be a good a good move. He's like Gideon Zalalem. I said the same thing about Gideon when we signed him. I'd say like, higher ceiling. Low risk. Higher ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. But I said Gideon Zalalem is a low risk, high reward signing. They got him for like what was he getting paid? Like eighty six thousand dollars a year. They got him for a song. And, you know, and you're talking about a player who was, a, you know, like, a, a, like, like, like he was highly touted in that Arsenal youth system. Yeah, for, and, former Arsenal. Uh, and, 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 he was, and he was being groomed for a starting, you know, like, like to join the first team at some point. Then he, the injuries just got the best of him. And they got the best of him here, too. That's one thing that we don't talk about as well. It's a, it's a, it's a shame, honestly. Yeah, he was always hurt, too. And then, and then that one time he got to show off, he got a harsh red card against Philly. <laughs> yeah, that was really harsh. All right. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is a term I'm gonna use for them uh, the young bucks. Okay. The young bucks. So young I'm, bucks I'm looking at our there. roster. We've got the preseason roster includes Alex Rando, Alex Yagudiev, both goalkeepers in the uh, in the in the academy NYCFC two. Who? <laughs> We've got Clevis Haxhari. Christian McFarland, Samuel Owusu, Stephen Turnbull, Nicholas uh, Benalcazer, Maximo Carrizo, um, Jonathan Shore, <laughs> Johnny Dennis, JJ jo Jimenez, uh, Dino Clapija. Johnny Sins. <laughs> uh, so these are all these are all guys who are super young. Um, NYCFC two academy guys. So um, many Johnnies and Alexes in the academy. So so they all have the same goddamn names. It's ridiculous. So Jimenez actually got some game time and drew a penalty today in the in the, uh, in the game. So and he and, missed it. No, no, no. Andres Jason missed it, and then Andres Jason also missed the rebound. Yeah. Oh, J Jason took the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Jason took the penalty. He fluffed the penalty. No. He fluffed the follow up. He's fully immersed himself in the Maximiliano. Morales curse of penalty kick taking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jimenez won it, Davi, and uh, Jason stepped up to the spot, took it, missed it, and then he got the rebound and missed that too. So, oh, God, great. And then, so I mean, we might as well jump right into the to the game. Uh, we ended up uh, losing to Minnesota one zero at the death on the final fucking kick of the game. Nice. Um, great. So, so so sounds like some like New York Giants like losing like on a sixty five yard field goal. Yeah. So one one zero loss. So like. we we could we couldn't get we couldn't even get a. Uh, I mean, obviously we had the PK, which I mean we should we should be burying those, but uh, so we couldn't we couldn't. My my biggest concern is is not scoring from the run of play, um, especially with if any if anything, I have a more more of a concern about us defensively than I do us off offensively. So I'm a little bit concerned that we weren't able to get on the score sheet 
granted, granted, uh, Minnesota does have one of the better keepers in MLS. Um, his name is Dane. It's Dane something. He's Dane St. Clair. Dane St. Clair. Um, Canadian, right? Yeah, he. I think he went to the World Cup as a backup. Yeah, so he he's a pretty he's up and coming, pretty good keeper. So, um, but but I do. I mean, I'm not sure who was in. I'm not sure who was in goal when the PK was saved because I'm sure that was in the second half. So I'm sure that they rotated players much like NYCFC did. Um, if I was looking at the pictures and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of academy players in the field right now. That must be the second half, um, especially because we saw the starting lineup. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean. Grant, okay, yeah, like I know it's preseason, but it's still, I mean, it's a little bit like it's like I wish we would have like scored a goal, scored a couple goals. Like our offense, our offense is still there. Like we still have, I mean, obviously Gabi hasn't, Gabi's not there. He's in Brazil hanging out playing beach soccer. Um, but uh, we still have Talis, we still have Tiago Andrade, we still, uh, like there was still, there was still some good Malti. players. There, uh, who? Malti. Malti? No, Mati. Mati is Pellegrini. Oh, yeah, Pellegrini. Uh, but also, um, so um, something I want. Uh, Amundsen got the start at left back. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, so that means that means Otul did, Otul did play because I saw pictures of him. But he didn't start. Um, uh, Malti got the nod, and then also Gloucester is not with the team currently. At least, at least at the last time that they released a, a lineup, because he was battling illness back in New York. Um, so as far as I know, Gloucester did not travel to Orlando and is not traveling to Orlando. Um, so the left back depth in Orlando is Malty, O'Toole, and McFarland. Um, and Malty got the nod today in the first. I know this would be okay if that was actually our permanent like left back um, depth. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can carry three left backs like in, into the season. Like that's that, that's a lot. We did last season. I mean, we did last year. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like that spot's wasted. I feel like we, especially with our with our dearth of depth. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think I think I'd be okay with. Uh, <laughs> I think I think. I, oh my fucking god, Christian! Is, yeah, we lost it, bro. We lost it. He's, no, no, but I, I think I'd be okay with the uh, Gloucester not being on the roster. <laughs> oh man. Gloucester yourself the fuck out of my team. <laughs> like, I remember seeing him play a game at a. I think it was. Uh, I think it was the Charlotte game. I, oh, I, was I, it the one when he gave a penalty in the last yeah, minute? So yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So I was sitting in the and uh, and the um and this the quote unquote supporters section at Red Bull oh Arena, God. which is just the state the section opposite the supporters section. Road. My ass. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm standing there. And then I see Gloucester going for the challenge, and he obviously fucking mollywops this guy, and the referee just doesn't see it. And I'm like, well, that's coming back for VAR, useless <laughs> fucking twat. And like, like, like I, I did nothing but like, because like they were running up the pitch after that, like on the counter attack, and I'm just like, I'm cursing under my breath. Everybody else is getting excited about the uh, the counter. I'm just like, you fucking waste that fucking. I, I remember, <laughs> one, I remember watching that Charlotte game on the laptop, and I'm just thinking like. Why is why is Cushing <laughs> subbing on a left back? He's just gonna come on and give away a penalty. And he gives away a penalty in the ninety first minute. I'm like, oh, oh fuck off. Dude, he, he, and you know what the funny thing is? Like like there has been like spots where I thought Gloucester, okay, you're not you know, you're not that bad. It's not like he doesn't have any pedigree. It's like the but, like the San Jose game, he was actually all right. Is that the one well, he scored in? Yeah, that was the one he scored in. Yeah, off a terrible, had, terrible like, the first same time. kind he of hype lucky. around him that like Gideon Zalalem and Emerson Hyman had. Like he was like a young player who was getting called up into like the U whatever national team. Honestly, uh, I think uh, Hyman's a free agent right now. So I, he is. Honestly, I want him I, so bad. He he could be he could be literally our like for like replacement for Gideon Zalalem. 
Honestly, I'd take him. I'd honestly take him for free. The but only thing Christian is, is uh, Hyman has a history of didn't, – didn't he tear his knee up? Something like that. Yeah, he got injured. I think he had, a major, I think he had a major injury. But I would still want him. Like he Was he, was he, it on turf? Because I know Atlanta plays on turf, so I don't yeah. know if he got injured there. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we, lo- we lost 1-0 uh, to Minnesota today. Um, we, we, we are back in action on Tuesday against the uh, San Jose Earthquakes. Um, and uh, – I mean, hopefully, hopefully we we see a better result. I mean, or at least, I mean, if not a better result, at least just some signs of life from the offense. Put a ball I, in the back I, of the net, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you got to take it in part. It is only the first game of preseason, so there's still a lot of uh, games to be played and a lot of time to kind of get get back into shape. And I know, like, things. I, I, want, I so badly want to see video because, like, like was Talish just having like a cup of tea? Like, what the fuck was he doing? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe they want to. Uh, maybe he got a knock in training. Maybe they just want because uh, Talos does have a, you know, he 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 does have an injury history. He did get hurt last year, late in the year, and you know maybe they just want to keep him. Maybe I'll they want as well. Yeah, I'd fuck Atlanta United, dude. I, that that listen. Anybody who complains about baseball stadiums, at least no one's gotten hurt on our fucking baseball stadium. I can't remember when's the last time a major injury happened. I genuinely can't remember. Like, 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 like I, I've never seen a major injury like happen. Yeah, like at- Alfredo's injury happened at Red Bull, right? Yeah, it was at Red Bull Arena. Yeah, uh, major injury at Yankee Stadium. I remember Royer got hurt like a few years ago, but I think he missed like two weeks. Uh, when Chris Duvall for Red Bulls broke his leg, was that at Red Bull or, or was that at our place? I don't, I don't know. I remember Daniel Royer got hurt like once, but he was out for like two weeks. Three weeks or something like that. I, 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 I Most I of NYCFC's injuries are always like head wounds, like bleeding. Like, like <laughs> Chanel with his face, and that that didn't, that didn't even happen with us. It happened on international duty. But Collins has gotten blo- Collins has gotten bloodied a few times and had to change his kit. Like it's all head wounds. No, well, listen. You can say whatever you want about our baseball stadium. Fucking turf is it should be outlawed, one hundred percent. If you can't play on grass, get the fuck out. In my opinion. All right, so b- back to the young bucks. Are are, is there, are there any are any of these guys guys that you're you're potentially like? Other than I mean, obviously we're, we're pretty high, like we know that us three are, we're pretty high on, on wanting to see what Christian McFarlane can do. Um, uh, and, uh, also, yeah, they came out with an article about Awusu today. I think it was it was it was it Hudson River Blue that came out with an article on Awusu today. Yeah, I think so. Um, I read that. I mean, like, and like he's he's got I mean he's got like eleven minutes with like he hasn't played much, but he's always in the eighteen, which which I, I guess that's like a stamp of approval that at least he's making the eighteen. Um, yeah. Turnbull's made the eighteen a couple times, I believe. Um, he's another is, center back. Is a is a Lucy left footed? I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah, I'd love to know if Lucy's left footed because listen, all due respect to Alfaro, you know, because I mean, like, listen, like, you never know. You know, like, like sometimes, you know, like, like the change of scenery and like the right system is going to be good for you. But like, I mean, I've, I'd love to see Owusu get some minutes this season, especially if he's a left-footed center back. What's Owusu's first name? Samuel. Now they call him Kwaku. Is that like another name he has? I don't know. Not that I know of. Maybe. He's not even coming up on transfer marks. <laughs> well, uh, hold up one second. Hold I, I can, uh, I can find this out in just a second. Um, Samuel Wusu NYCFC. Go. He's a Ghanaian. Uh, let's go to his MLS soccer profile. 
His preferred side's unknown. Okay, thank you for that, MLS. Good job scouting your own players. Uh, I think this is probably going to be the same page. Yeah, this is the NYCFC and MLS pages are linked. Uh, okay, I found his transfer marks page. How? I can't. What am I supposed to do? It doesn't say his foot. This is an unknown. His value is 175000 right now. I guess we're going to have to look up uh, some old like NYCFC2 games very soon and just watch him and just see how he plays, see if he dominates the... Oh, here's... Here, I didn't know this. I, I thought Stephen Turnbull was a center back. He's a right back. Mm. He also plays center back, but he, I mean, he's pretty tall. 1.83 meters, whatever the hell that is, but... Um, he's a right. His main probably position is probably, right, right back. I mean, based off the height, I think primarily he's a center back. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of NYCFC too, are, 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 are MLS Next Pro games going to be on Apple TV as well? I do not know. Yeah, that's that's part of the deal. Is it? Yeah. Uh, how are you guys going to pay? Are you guys going to pay it monthly or yearly? yearly? I mean, I, I'm getting I'm getting it for free. I'm a season ticket holder. Oh right, you fucking lucky bastard! Yeah, I'll probably play it yearly. Yeah, um, just do, do uh, are you, Joe, are you subscribed to Apple TV Plus? Yeah, you're uh, you're saving fifty dollars if you pay for it yearly. The, the Davi, I would just bite the bullet. Just pay the ninety nine. I'm not I'm not a subscri I'm not a subscriber of uh, Apple TV Plus, so I'm I'm just going to bite the bullet and pay a hundred a year. Yeah, just pay the just pay the hundred a year. Yeah, it's it's honestly a better deal than because if you pay fifteen dollars, yeah, if you pay fifteen bucks a month, I think you like you might I think the math like you wind up like paying like a hundred and forty something dollars. Yeah, no, yeah, but pe people are saying it's you're better off paying a year. And also, what do you mean, you lucky bastard? I had to fucking pay off my five hundred and eighty dollar season tickets all year this year. <laughs> like, you get the shit for free, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for uh, five hundred and eighty dollars. All right, so how do you? I mean, I know getting back to it. How do you, how do you guys feel about Maximo Carrizo getting the start today? Fourteen years old. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, if they're starting him in a friendly, I mean that that it looks like. I mean, look, Alfonso Davies made his debut at 15. You know, like like if this kid's got the size on him and he's got the IQ, why not? You yeah. know, I, I I'd love to see what he actually looks like when he plays because I haven't seen that yet. But apparently, that like like the Argentinian press is high on him. The American youth press is well, high the, on the him. The Argentines are aren't they? Aren't they like they want to cap? They want to they want to cap time. I mean, our Argent. I mean, he he's actively part of the Ar of Argentina's youth setup. I think he just got a call up. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing for like their like their youth, their U sixteens. Yeah, yeah, I think he plays for their U sixteens, and which means he's already playing a level above where he probably should be, but with the U fifteens and the Argentina system is not an easy one to get into. There's, I mean, that's a World Cup winning team. You know, like there's. That they expect excellence, and they're not going to waste their time on you if they don't think that you're worth the look. So, I mean, he's still very young. So, you know, like I, I have my reservations. Uh, you know, I, I also believe that, like, you know, I do think there's a too late point. You know, like to like start giving a player, you know, like the, you know, the, the jet pack and let him, you know, give him that little push. But I also think there's too early. It really all depends on. Uh, you know where he's at physically in his development, where in and where he's at, because and and where he's at, you know, mentally, whether or not he's got the IQ. Can he read the game at the professional level when grown ass men are 
trying to run him down in the midfield because he also plays in a very physically demanding position in that midfield. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all uh, for it. I'm all for getting him some minutes and getting getting him getting him in the swing thing, especially if if especially if uh, we don't plan on uh, on signing a uh, a ten this in this transfer window. Um, but that would I'll mean that what, essentially I, we'd be we'd be calling him up and paying him like he, he'd be getting called up to the senior team and staying with us like he would no longer be an NYCFC two player. I mean, it seems he's already graduated from the academy. It seems like he's already found a place in NYCFC two despite his young age, which I think is impressive enough. I mean, I can definitely see him maybe making an eighteen this season, maybe just for the vibes, and then maybe like I'm and like listen, if if you find yourself up like three 0 in a game like in the seventy eighth minute. Put him out there for 12 minutes. See what he's got. You know, I could definitely see a situation like that. Um, I don't know how many, I, I don't know if we can consider him, you know, like, I don't know if he's anywhere near first team minutes, but I mean, listen, he started in a friendly against another MLS team. He wasn't starting against like a USL League One team or a college team. So there's, there's no age restriction on like how old the player has to be to like debut for the first team or? Nope. Because I know he's 14, so I don't know. In MLS, some leagues do. I think in uh, Germany, I think you have to be 17. Because I know uh, Jaimez Rodriguez, he got his start in Colombia. He was a 14-year-old. Freddie Dew was like 14 or 15 when he made his debut for DC United back in the back in the 2000s. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, Adu? Yeah, Freddie Adu, yeah. Yeah, Freddie. Man, poor Freddie. Could have been. Yeah. And then Alfonso was how old was Alfonso when he made his debut for the? He was like fourteen, fifteen. I think he was yeah, fifteen. There's, there's no rules, but he, they can they can but, whatever they oh, The thing about Alfonso Davies was he was also like six feet tall and one hundred and like sixty pounds when he was fifteen. He was a basically a grown ass man. Yeah. All right, another player in the midfield, new guy, young buck, Jonathan Shore. Haven't heard a lot about him. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, who? I don't want to. I don't want to say who because I don't want to insult him. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about him. Never heard his name. Yeah, I mean, this I, is I, like the first time I've ever heard of him. I've heard rumblings about him, like just in, in the like him being an academy player and being promising, but n- nothing nothing beyond that. Uh, another player that I've heard rumblings about is Johnny Dennis. I've heard I've heard de- the last name Dennis being spoken a lot on NYC. Was Twitter. was he the guy that was scoring like goals for fun last year? I think so. I mean, I, I, he's one of the players. It's the two pl- the three players I or the four players I heard about the most were Carrizo, Shore, Dennis, and then uh, Jonathan Jimenez. Christian, can you confirm he was the the guy that was scoring goals for fun? I cannot confirm. Um, JJ Jimenez. Uh, I think he was. I think he was. JJ Jimenez sure. got time today. Um, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if Dennis did, but um, Jimenez got in. I saw. I, I saw him a picture of him on the on the pitch in the second. Yeah, round. and he drew the penalty. Yeah, and he, he drew, drew the penalty. penalty. Um, and then yeah, another, is, he, is he a striker? Is somebody he, is? I think he's like a winger. I think he's too short to be a striker. How tall? How tall is he? Uh, from the picture, I mean, I, I'd say he's probably under five ten. So like five nine. Yeah, probably. Let's look. Five eight, five ten. Jonathan. Second. Jonathan Jimenez. Let's see what she got. So John Dennis is 1.73 meters. So that's like shorter than tallest. So here so Jimenez is five ten exactly. Okay, five ten. Yes, I mean he's under six foot. He he could probably play striker. I mean, isn't Tati like five eleven? Tati wasn't particularly tall. Here's a weird. So I, I just clicked on John Dennis. Neither was David John, Villa, Johnny Dennis. David Johnny Dennis' class. main position is right winger, but his other position is defensive midfield. Those two positions don't go together. Who the fuck is he? Christian Ronaldo. Yeah. 
yeah, that's, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Christian Roldan getting getting walked out for the men's national team half the time playing <laughs> as a six eight and the half time playing as a fucking out and out winger like that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds uh, that sounds sus. Uh, all right, um, and yeah, so, I mean, and then and then Din Din uh, Din Klepija, who also got time today, is another defend uh, another uh, forward. Um, That's the Croatian dual net, right? Uh, no, so I, I don't know if he's Cro. I don't know if he has. Cro- oh, is he Croatian? I know he's. Al- I think he is. He Alba- I think he's Albanian. But uh, is he Croatian too? I, I think he might be Croatian. Uh, Google him really quick. Oh wait, sorry. Wait, maybe is Cle. Never mind. Clevis, Clevis Haxhari is the uh, is the Albanian United uh, American. Um, then I guess Din Din must be the uh, the Croatian. Clevis. Yeah, and, and he's gotten a cap with uh, the defender. Clevis Haxhari is Albanian. Then I think that Din is uh, is Croatian. Yeah, Dino's gotten a Dino actually just got a cap with the U sixteen. Uh, he's gotten a cap with the United States and the Croatia U sixteen. So there's something to look for, and then uh, and then Matthew Myers, Brodillo Rodriguez, and and Gabriel Segal um, are are rounds out our strikers uh, are, and our forwards are all attackers. Out of, out of those three, I think Segal is probably the the one that's most likely to uh, hit the first team. Um, uh, I, I I don't know much about this game. I haven't seen him play much. So, uh, but I mean, to get to get you know to, for a German team to, you know, in, in a top-flight German team to see you playing in college and say, hey, we want to give you a shot, you know, like, like you know, like, like come over here, sign a contract with us and play for a second team, you know, that that's, you know, that that means you've got something. But I, if, if I'm looking at the numbers, uh, uh, apparently he didn't really do much for their second team. So, I mean, I mean, that could always be adaptation. You know, he, he, might, he might not have adapted to a, the team or gelled well, you know, whether or not it's with social dynamics or just with chemistry on the pitch, you know, that, that can come down to a litany of things. So I wouldn't, you know, judge him too much by it. It's also a small sample size. It's six months. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, to I, I, I think it's a decent pickup, you know, like it's one of the, it's one of those ones like, uh, you know, like we were talking about with Pellegrini earlier, low risk, high reward. You know what? Uh, you know, best case scenario, he 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 kicks up and he uh, you know puts a stamp on the game. Worst case scenario, you know we're no different or no worse than we were before we got him. So you know, it's not like you know we have a lot of money wrapped up in him. I can't imagine him making any more than you know ninety k. So. All right, so this is the portion of the pod where we jump headfirst, dive into the deep end in the Twitter questions, comments, etc. Cool. <laughs> uh, the yeah, first one that I see is from uh, NY Celeste. Um, he asks, um, "Have you seen the new kit expectations?" Well, you have. I haven't. Uh, I have seen the new kit. I saw it yesterday in the Manhattan. Um, I signed a non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to uh, not speak about it too much because I don't want any certified mail showing up at my house. Because, but I, um, it is, it is the most authentic 
authentically New York kit we've had to date? Uh, well, I mean that that's promising. So I, I so so here so I can only go off expectations because I haven't seen the kit yet. Outside of the bottom, I've seen the bottom of it. You know, like uh, you know, like when Talos was taking his pictures. With yeah, the, you, see, you saw like a little bit of the bottom and like the car. Yeah, and if I if I can predict, I don't have any in information. Joe would not. Joe has adhered greatly to the NDA that that, that he signed, and he hasn't told me anything. Uh, if I'm looking at the bottom of the kit, I mean, it's quite obvious that it looks like it's going for like a mosaic subway tile type of design. I don't know what the rest of it looks like. I've only seen it. Like, uh, I feel like the I know. color is going to be like a sporting Kansas City kit for like one of the past few years that has like a design in the middle. So, so here's the thing. Like for me personally, I'm always less intrigued like on like kit years where I know we're getting a new home kit because I, I've always like kind of expected that like it's not going to, you know, but like. It, it, it's it's hard to knock our kind of kit out out of the park, especially like when like CFG wants like the kind of a like unifying identity for all their clubs. However, there's definitely a way you can ruin it. I know Dobby, you said you liked the racing strike. I hated that fucking kit so much. <laughs> I hated it. Like with I, everything I in hated, my heart. I hated the Bronx blue because uh, it was such a downstep. Oh my god! Opinion. You shut so, your whore mouth. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's typical, it's typical Dobby bullshit. Where when it just has no taste. But listen, I bought the Bronx Blue kit, and I can tell you, feel like, like, uh, like to the naked eye, it is such a gorgeous kit with a it, no, tiny, no. Here's the thing: with a tiny NYC. It, it, it grew on like, me. It grew on me. It no, grew on me because you know, okay, here's the thing: the racing stripe never grew on me. That kit can burn in hell. So, like, like, like I mean, it, it's right next to the fucking Gotham kit for me. So, like, yeah, I mean, the like, Gotham kit is the all-time worst kit that we've ever had. But yeah, the, the, it, it's the, those are those are the two like best kits in my opinion that we've had. The, the Gotham, Gotham kit? kit? What are you? Are you I'm crazy? Going to, I'm going to I love I love the Gotham kit. It's <laughs> it's so oh clean. God, it's, it's so boring. clean. It's so boring. It's copy and paste. I like the Volt kit too, but it's 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 just. I a see. Right I, I I love the Volt kit. Like, like now, listen. I I, I, I like I the Volt kit, but I I I don't love it. It's just the it's Bronx, just there for me. The Bronx Blue is an amazing kit. It's simple enough to work where like it preserves that classic C identity, but it also has that like it has that like little signature NYCFC touch, like those like little tiny subtle NYCFCs that were down like each of like the gradient stripes. Was just such a nice touch. It was such a good shade of blue. I love how they brought the white back as opposed to like the navy blue, like piping or like the sides. Like, don't get me wrong, I like I love the 2017 home kit. I I I did like that kit. However, uh, by that by the same token, you know, like I I, I love the Bronx blue kit, and also it's the kit that we won the championship in. It's always going to have a special place in my heart. As far as my expectations are concerned, I've heard nothing but good things from the people that have seen it. So like, like they seem to be very very excited well, about I mean, it. So I I can speak on the things that we saw in the in the picture of Talos. So um, so it is that it's that it, it is like a variation of city blue, um, and then it has it has orange like uh, around the neck like the collar yeah, the collar is yeah, orange, and, and then and also lighting. you can see in the picture that that there is orange on either side of his hips, which means that there's a um, like an orange piping along the along like the inseam uh, the side yeah. of, of the kit. So I mean it definitely. Um, it, it looks like it's they're, they're trying to incorporate all of the traditional city colors um, in in the kit. Yeah, um, and which I like. The only like thing, orange. the only thing that I genuinely can speculate on that I don't actually know is I, I don't know what color the numbers are going to be in the back of the kit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the see that's one that can like make or break one because I like I hope it I hope it's white. 
Well, so it can either be it, it could be white, it could be black, it could be orange. Like there, like the like it's there's there's a lot of speculation that we could. No, no, them. please, please, no orange. Orange would ruin it for me. Well, uh, orange I, would tie I, it together with the orange trim on on the jersey. D- Davi, I don't care what ruins anything for you because you think the Gotham kit looks nice. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> the Gotham kit's nice. What do you mean? Not, not. It's the worst. Listen, kit. I own a lot of NYCFC kits, and by far the one that I own the least of is the fucking Gotham kit because it's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's so bad. It's, it's clean. It's nice. Oh, <laughs> anyway, my expectations are: I'm hoping for it to be a very nice kit. As long as, like, listen. As long as long as it's nothing like I'm embarrassed like to wear like like remember those like Columbus Crew kits from a few years ago where it looks like someone actually pissed on the front of it <laughs> like uh, do you remember that kit I yeah. actually thought I actually thought that was a creative kit I actually kind of liked it oh my god yeah no Davi Davi's Davi's aesthetic taste is no longer to be taken into account on this podcast I kindly request yeah I'm kind of oh concerned my. that he might have cataracts because his eyes are just yeah. fucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was unique. I liked it. I like, I like the idea of it. Listen, I thought the hypno kit was was unique, and the hypno kit, like, like, like when I first saw the kit, hypno kit leak, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then I, right. but then I, right. but then I actually saw it being worn, and I was like, never mind. I like this kit a lot. Yeah, this is nice. I, I, I dig it a lot. I remember seeing the Volt kit, the replica version of it before it came out. Yeah, that looks so. Oh my god, that was disgusting. The, and Vol- I was like, the Volt replica was I, awful. Yeah, I, I, like I'm like I don't know how I feel about this. Then I saw it with the star, and then I saw well, it with the like. The worst part was wasn't the person wearing the kit like didn't they have like David Bowie face paint on? Uh, I I think you might be right. I I think someone. When they released really it, didn't they have like David Bowie? Like, or, like <laughs> I don't know, or maybe that's just a picture that everyone posted after the kit came out or after the leak came out because everyone's like, oh, it's the Bowie kit. Because yeah, that, I, I I love that. That's all. I, when I see it, all I can see is David Bowie's face with face paint on. I've got it in my hand right now, and I'm looking at this kit, and I'm like, yeah, this is nice. I, I, I dig it. Like, like, like I, I fucked with this kit so hard. Wait, so here's some more speculation that I know nothing about. Do you think we get a new sleeve sponsor this year? Uh, no. Yes, we, we, we're going to have the little Apple TV logo. No, yeah, no that's the, the other side. So so the Apple TV logo is going to go below the, the, the patch, I believe. The, like, yeah. Because one yeah. side gets patched, one side doesn't. I believe the Apple TV logo is going below the patch. I'm talking about the open sleeve that was previously had by Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes. Previously before yeah. that by, are, by the chocolate not, company. Are they not coming back for the season? Well, I don't, well, the chocolate company only got one year. And the and Dude Wipes had, had one year. And then even during the 2020, um, we had Ford, Ford, Ford slash AT&T for, one, for one, the rest of that year. So I don't know if this is a multi-year thing or if you kind of lose it after a year. I mean, I, I like the way the Dude Wipes logo worked on the kit because, like, like, listen, people can say whatever they want about Dude Wipes itself or the product itself. I do think the logo is clean enough, and I do think it looks cohesive. Because here's the thing. I don't mind. There's a, lot of, there's a huge contingency in football fandom that doesn't like sponsorships at all on kits. I think it could work exactly like perfectly. If you pull it off perfectly, it's fine. As long as long as the as long as the sponsor stays in tune with like the rest of like everything, as long as it has a good logo to, to begin with, everything will be fine. Like I, I immediately get like nightmares. Like I'm not a United fan at all, but I immediately get like nightmares like 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 United with the Chevy logo on the front of the fucking kit. One of the most hideous things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Just this gold shovel. 
Chevron on a red kit. It just looked terrible. Well, the only um, problem I have with sponsors is like I don't I don't want the MLS to become like the fucking South Americans where they're, they're like a, like they're, you can't even tell where the where, where the where the logo is, where the badge is, or anything. Is oh yeah, no, it's no. just like a walking poster board. No, no, but I'm fine with a sponsor on the front and like one like little sponsor on the right, and you know like the Apple yeah. TV. Yeah, but they go you know, they, they, they go OD in South America with, with advertising. Yeah, if they go like ridiculous. Mexican like NASCAR. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But I mean, like you can barely look few, to see where the badge is and where and who's playing for whose jersey it is, like on the back, like what player it is, because they have sponsorships all over the fucking place. No, but I, I'm, I'm looking down. at Red Bulls. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm down for. Um, I'm down for dude write-ups for another year. Listen, as long as the sponsor looks good in conjunction with them, with everything else, I don't care what it is. Just as long as it's, as long as, as long as it fits within, you know, like the design. The, the thing is, if you look at the dude life's design, it doesn't look all that different from the Eddie Hod sponsorship. So it kind of looks like uniform, so to speak. And yeah, no, looks clean. So really comes down to how it looks in the kit. Uh, I, but yeah, no, I, I'm not too sure about dude wife's dude wife's current status as a sponsor i haven't seen nycfc then again i haven't been following their partners page since the stadium announcement because that was pretty much the only reason why i was following it to begin with so the stadium's going to be etsy had i think i think we all know oh we all, we all know it's going to be etihad or whatever cities i mean whatever you know you know the emirati government you know it's going to be Et etihad stadium nyc or some shit like that Unless uh, unless uh, Eddie Hot Airways does what they were probably going to do a few years ago and merge with merge with Emirates, then we see what happens. But oh, uh, then we get the Emirates. So the last thing that I'll say about the kit is that the kit is absolute fire and everyone's going to love it. It's going to be unanimously loved. No one's going to hate it. I guarantee it. The, the, the star was gray, right? But it actually popped out this time. But he can't talk about it. I can neither confirm nor deny about what is going on with the star, but I can just tell you that the kit is fire, and you're going to love it. I, I hope it pops out because it barely stood out in the in the home jersey so this year. Let's let's jump into the next question. I I only have a couple on my thing. Um, if Johnson, uh, this is Joe Nardi. Um, any uh, if Johnson leaves, do we buy a keeper or is Barraza what we are stuck with? Barraza is a starter for me. Yeah, just go with Barraza. Uh. Uh, uh, yeah, that 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 would be my answer. Let's go with Barraza. He he's, he was fine. He was fine when we saw him last year, and he was really good. He he kind of sucked in the uh, Open Cup, but he was really good in Campeones Cup. So you know, and also he had that nice assist down the pitch to uh, to Jerry Schrade a few years ago in twenty twenty one. So I mean, I'm a, I'm a little concerned with Barraza as a starter, but I mean. I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to go out and actively go buy somebody for, to to play goalkeeper. Um, if we can get somebody out of free, but I, I don't see us actually throwing out Tam Gam money to to put, to bring in a, a, a another goalkeeper. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right. Uh, next question from Jordan Griffith. Uh, what is your biggest complaint about NYCFC, and what is your biggest complaint about the NYCFC community? Give the people what they want. They're just so yeah. fucking quiet on fucking transfers. But at uh, the same time, if you look back on our history, we never really made moves up until February. So I'm fine with them being technically quiet, quote unquote, on transfers. I just wish that the issue is it's not so much that they're quiet. It's just that they don't have to be loud because like, it's not like, like, like in New York sports market, it's not like the Yankees or the Mets or the Giants or the Jets or 
you know, like any or the Nets or the, or the Knicks or any of the other big sports franchises that where journalists are going to be pounding down, breaking down the door and basically demanding that, like, you know, like these general managers and these sporting directors, coaches, et cetera, et cetera, go out on a, you know, like, like for like a press conference and alert, you know, alert them like what they're looking for and if they're in the market, you know, or what's going on. There's no accountability. So that's my biggest issue with NYCFC. It's the fact that it's the radio silence brought on by nobody keeping them accountable. That's my biggest issue with NYCFC. As, um, do you want me to answer both of them right now? Uh, no, I mean, I guess I'll go. Uh, my biggest complaint about <laughs> NYCFC, I mean, I guess I kind of, it kind of uh, goes hand in hand with what you're saying is, is my biggest problem is lack of transparency from the front office um, in terms of players uh, leaving, players coming, decisions being made, things happening. There's just... Uh, there's a lot of trepidation for them t- uh, in terms of them releasing information to us. Um, and uh, I think that uh, if, if uh, the front office was a little more transparent, then uh, I think that the, the fan base would be a little more trusting of, of, uh, of the direction that they're headed in. I agree. Davi, you got anything for me? Um, well, I, I just don't like how quiet they are when, when, uh, when it comes to the transfer window, like there's there's really no rumors to really like go based on about other than like other MLS clubs and uh, as well like the the club just seems like too slow to like move and to get on players. But I know they move in quiet and they move in silence. I mean, if you look at 2021, uh, you look you know you see Ronnie saying he's uh, this team is not good enough, and then they go out and get like two or three players in the window. Uh, Pretty much, basically, like mid mid preseason to late preseason, like before the season starts. So that's that's where we usually make moves as a club. But um, what was it? What was the second question? Well, this, okay, so we're all we'll, we'll all go through the second question. So the second question is, what is your biggest complaint about the NYCFC community? I, I feel like you guys get a little bit too impatient with the with the with the with the club with the when it comes to signings. I mean. I mean, I, I could throw myself in, into that boat as well, but I feel like, um, you know, I just feel like it, it's coming. You just got to wait. You just got to wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure, the waiting game is is annoying. It pisses everybody off. It pisses, pisses me off personally as well. But I, I just think, I just think we're, we're being too quick to jump ship and we're, we're saying, like, oh, this team is going to suck. But, I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, like, we, we really haven't made moves up until February. Remember Matrita when, when we signed him? We really didn't sign him until like like his birthday, like first week of February. So, and we got some, we got some time. The window doesn't shut down until I believe March or April. So I I think we got some some time. And you know if the the history with this club with their signings, uh, they, they they've all been hits, except for like a few noticeable ones, but. I'd say ninety ninety five percent of the signings that we've made, they've all been hits. So I think I think we're going to be okay. Well, are, you, are you talking recent or all time? Because we have like Nemec and and a few other players who are definitely not I'm, hits. I'm talking. Uh, You're probably talking uh, David Lee area. Uh, uh, yeah, Lee I guess era. I guess yeah. David Lee. Yeah, uh, I guess some some of the some of the Reina arrows kind of hit or miss, but yeah, he did get he did get a few of a few decent players in there. Javier Cali, um, <laughs> Jefferson Mena. <laughs> I think he. I think he signed Callens and Chano. <laughs> uh, right up. All right. So we're talking like the last did, like four, four, four or five players. years. We're not, we're not talking like we're not talking year one, year two. Oh, oh, within the yeah, yeah, yeah. David Lee's basically almost hit it out of the park with every with every signing. 
Well, so I'm I'm gonna earmark your comment because I mean, it, so if if we get into March and 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 uh, and we we haven't brought like any reinforcements other than the ones that are already here currently, then I mean, then that's gonna be cause for concern, correct? Yeah, I, I guess I guess they'd just be waiting on the Tati money, and then they didn't make moves in the summer. But um, then then we have to survive. Yeah, we have to survive March to March to July, uh, or June. Yeah, pretty much. And hold on for dear life, and see if we can't stay above the Mason Dixon line. Uh, pretty much do what pretty much do what Toronto wanted to do last year, basically, and, and they failed miserably. So, so I mean, my uh, so my issue with the NYCFC community is a bit like unrelated to anything that happened. Well, I mean, I guess it's not completely unrelated, but uh, it's more so concerned with uh, the uh, supporter section because that's where I sit. Um, I do feel like things have been a little disjointed over the last few years, uh, as far as like in like individual supporter groups coming together and being, you know, synergetic with each other and you know harmonious and acting as one. Uh, I, I do I do wish that that would change um, personally because I, I love. But no, listen, I, I'm not I'm not at all slandering our supporters. I love. I love I love our supporters and I love going to games and it's honestly the highlight of uh, you know my week typically you know whenever I get to go to a home game and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything else and it's the best investment of cash that I've ever made in my life you know I mean there's only been 30 years of it but you know I, I bought a lot of things in those 30 years and you know season tickets to NYCFC in in uh, in the 230s is my best one but you know I just want to see that change I want to see a little less mud throwing and a little less slander. You know, going from some people to others, and just fucking enjoy the game. You know, and just and support your team for hard for ninety minutes, and just give it your all. And uh, you know, because like you know, listen, like I can't tell you if NYCFC is going to be competitive this year. My, my heart tells me yes, and my head also tells me yes a little bit too. I think with uh, you know, despite our you know reservations and our concerns right now, I do think NYCFC will find a way to be a competitive playoff team this year. However. You know, um, you know, independent of whether, of, independent of that, you know, like, like, I do want to see us come together, you know, as as supporters and just cheer our boys on for ninety minutes and you know be the uh, the envy of every other supporter in the league. That's 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 the one thing I would change about the NYCFC community: less fracture, less fractures, more, you know, more, you know, more reinforcement, more fortification. Um, what you got? What you got for me, Joe? <laughs> I would say that my biggest complaint about the NYCFC community is uh, the. I know there's a name on your brain. No, well, no. So first of all, fuck you very much, Jordan, uh, for for trying to stir the pot and stir shit up. But um, <laughs> but um, it's it's. I mean, I'm 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 obviously very active on, and I use the hashtag NYCFC all the time because it helps me get my my, my thoughts and information out to a broad scale of people that maybe don't follow me. Um, but uh, I mean, sometimes it it just gets really fucking toxic um, on, on 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 Twitter, and even in the even sometimes, and I I definitely I'm active on the uh, the uh, Facebook uh, the Third Rail supporters group and the uh, the NYCFC supporters group uh, supporters on on Facebook. It just gets real toxic sometimes, um, and like I like I'm I'm pretty quick to uh, to block people on on Twitter. If you if you're not on if like it's it's not even if you have a different opinion of me. It's just if you're not 
like if you don't if you can't hold an argument and and, and like have valid information and va and like real thoughts and you're just and you and you, you just resort to like just like throw like like name calling or like just just both like waffling basically yeah like gaslighting like stuff like that like it's just if you can't have like an actual like in, intellectual argument about like your your opinions and and your passion for NYCFC then I'm I'm just like you're you're a waste of my time I'm just gonna block you because like this is this is a waste of my brain space. Um, but yeah, it just gets, sometimes it just gets real toxic. Um, and I know I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not a guilty party. Like maybe like after like a loss, I might get like super toxic and like, but like there, there are certain times where like last, like, like last summer was a really rough stretch for, for NYCFC and everyone kept telling me that like I, I was being toxic and that like I was like being pessimistic and the sky and like, what's, what's the word that they use for like the sky is falling like a, like a disaster, like disaster, like Disaster class or something? Yeah, like I don't know. No, uh, like a, uh, a, a prepper? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So like they're like, but like we legit, like, like we were like it was it was bad. Like like we didn't like we didn't get like we didn't get results last last summer, and it was like it was really bad. Um, uh, I don't know where these people got this optimism from. I think like, yeah, I, mean, no, no, I was, no, I was like, with oh, you on gonna, that. It's going to get better. It's going to we get better. Fucking horrible. It just didn't. We went like fucking eight weeks without without like decent results. Like it was really bad. We had one. We had one win in ten going into the Campeones Cup game. Yeah, no, and, and we awful. we actually matched fucking Atlas as well with one win in ten. Yeah, so like I mean, if that if if, if I have one complaint about the NYC community is is the sometimes toxicity of of Twitter and Facebook. Um. And and then also, I mean, like, like I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty polarizing person, but like almost in a negative way, I guess, because um, of the things I say and the opinions I express. Um, but like, there's also a lot of like little bullshit high school teenage fucking subtweeting going on, like where it's, like people will say shit about me, but they won't at me, and then and I'll and I'll like someone will screenshot it and send it to me, and I'm just like, like if you're gonna fucking say something, say it to my face, so I can at least have like a, a an intellectual no bark no bite like Memphis to pie, right? Yeah, like so I can have an intellectual argument with you about something and not just fucking subtweeting me, like like that's 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 cowardly, that's bullshit. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so I, uh, that's, that's what I got to say about that. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to, uh, dip my toe in the fucking, uh, pool that Jordan Griffith wants me to fucking jump headfirst into. Um, but, uh, I love Jordan. <laughs> we all love Jordan. Yeah. He's, he's my guy. Um, yeah, so, uh, him. the soccer boy, um, tweeted saying who should NYCFC sign and what do you think will happen in 2023 for NYCFC <laughs> in terms of signings, firings, goal leader, assist leader, Player will do do this, that, etc. All right. What was the first question again? Uh, who, who should NYCFC sign? Yeah. Who should we sign? Okay. Well, I mean, there's several ways to answer that question. I mean, uh, I'm I'm firmly in the Coach Joe uh, Save Americans camp. Um, uh, um, I I think that we should be considering the likes of Alan Senora, uh Christian Capis, Matthew Hoppy, the, the the lot of them. I also think. That there's big name players or like other names that we should absolutely go for, like a, a guy like Isco. I think Isco would be a huge signing, especially like in a city like New York, coming from a team like Real Madrid. You know, like I, I know he didn't spend his last season with Real Madrid, but you know, that's where everyone mostly is going to know him for. I think he was with Sevilla, Davi, last year. You should know. Yeah, he'll, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was at Sevilla. He's at Sevilla yeah. right now. For those of yeah, you guys who don't uh, well, know, well, he, he, for those of you guys who don't know, Davi has like a photographic memory, and like he's our walking like NYCFC 
Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Britannica. Like he, he I mean, I mean, uh, this one right now is on a free contract. I think you have released recently. Yeah, so like, like, like a player like Isco. Um, there's certain players like you know, like, like who you might not have heard of. What, like, well, I, want, I want Pozuelo. I know you guys probably fucking no, hate that take, but no, I want Pozuelo. No, no, no. Yes. Moving on. No, you also think the Gotham kit looks good. <laughs> you also think the Gotham kit looks good. I'm done. You, you, you uh, won't be hating on Pozuelo once he fucking Penenka's fucking. I don't know, fucking John McCarthy in the penalty shootout I against LFC in the final. No, game because you know, no, because you know what? I think Pozuelo's fucking existence, his sole reason for existing, is just to make me fucking miserable. So I, I have little doubt in my mind that the first time he takes a penalty on this team, he will panic it and he'll hit the fucking crossbar, and then he'll fucking sky the rebound on the first attempt. Well, like, so I, I basically, like Andres Jason today. And then he'll go out and get a red card, get a three-game suspension, the, like the fucking death penalty. And then he'll come back and get hurt for the rest of the year. Pozuelo is just, no. He would, I, no, he no would 100% be a fucking Inter-Miami, Toronto FC fucking spy and, and just come in and just fucking decimate everything and scorch earth. He would just fuck everything up. Yeah, no. Fuck, fuck Pozuelo. Uh there's other players who I do who I uh, do think that NYCFC could benefit from. Uh, this uh, Franco Fagundes kid in, uh, in South America looks pretty good. I do think we should be pursuing him pretty heavily. There's this kid in Austria named Dominic Spitz who I've wanted to get my hands on for a minute. Uh, does that sound pause, terrible? Pause, uh, pause, <laughs> pause. We're going to rewind that. We're going to rewind really quick. There's Fucking this pedophile. There's this young... There's no, this, police, police, from police. <laughs> uh, Joe's screen was frozen for a second. It was the most hilarious fuck, like, you, you idiot face I've ever seen in my life. There's this kid named Don, Dominic Fitz who I want, like, NYCFC to go in for for a long time because he was kind of, like, he kind of had, like, a little buzz about him when he first broke into the into the first team at Sturmgratz, but it's kind of, like, it's kind of petered out at this point. And I do think that, like, we would benefit from having him. He's a winger. He's pretty good. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's it's hard to just like pick a name out of a hat because I mean, you know, like 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 where where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? You know, like like the like <laughs> listen. I I'd love fucking you know Lionel Messi, but that's not happening. You know, like like who who should NYCFC sign? I mean, within the I don't know. That that's it's a good now question. If he, now, I, if he goes to City, there is a chance he he'd come. If he goes to City, who who? Messi. Uh, I listen. I don't want Messi when he's forty. Okay, like I just don't like like like. It's uh, fucking messy. It's messy, bro. Care. It's messy. If you're forty, stay I'll home. I'll take him at forty, fucking five years old. It's if fucking you're 40, messy. You don't disrespect the goat like that. Now now here's. Here, I do want to see us use that South American pipeline a little bit more. <laughs> it's brought us great success already. We've hardly missed with our moves out of South America. Uh, I think the only like miss, and I mean, and he, I won't even say this is a miss because I mean he was serviceable. Medina? Uh, no, not Medina because that was during the Reina era. Uh, like, like no, since David, since since David, I keep on saying David. He's he's English. Uh, since David Lee uh, took over the uh, you know the, the front office, you know the sporting director uh, job. You know, like like he's used the uh, South American pipeline from like Uruguay and Brazil, and Brazil like Argentina. Yeah, he's he's done it brilliantly. And like the, the guy who I was going to say was a miss, but then again, I can't even really consider him a miss because he was serviceable was Kacha. And so I mean, yeah, keep mining that vein. 
Uh, Joe? Without touching kids? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm I'm good with the mo of of uh, of NYCFC signing some dudes that we don't know who the hell they are from South America. I think that's 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 done us well for the past couple of years. And I think give, give me an Ar- give me an Argentine striker and give him the eleven. Strip. I personally, I, 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 I don't want us to go out and sign Isco. I, I don't want us to to revert back to you know you know you know what I want us to sign a big name. Sign a big name the season before the stadium gets built, so we can put some asses in the in the seats. But up up until now, so, just, so just keep signing like people we don't know. And if example, they turn out good, they turn out good, and we get a good transfer uh, value for them. Oh, okay. you, you want you want like a young stud to come in and then before yeah, the stadium keep, opens up? No, keep signing 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds from South America, and then and then yeah, so yeah, so just sign a young stud basically. Yeah, and then and then like the year the year year or two before the stadium gets built officially, like before it's finalized being built, uh, sign sign somebody big from Europe or something. The front or something. So, like so, that. so eleven, Gabby Pereira. Gotcha. I like it. I like that the idea <laughs> yeah. already. What um, was the second part of the question? Yeah. So uh, in terms of signings. Uh, what, what will happen in 2023 for NYCFC? Uh, do you think anybody's going to get fired? Do you, do you think that Cushing loses his job? No. Or, or, GM, we'll or GM gets we'll fired fine. this year? We'll, we'll, we'll probably get or do we think this is the year that Melvin... Pa- do you summer. think this is the year that Melvin Pamplona finally gets fired for what he did with David Villa? Melvin who? Melvin Pamplona. Melvin Pamplona, the, uh, the, one of their like, medics on the team. who like, well, Definitely he wasn't pimping on that team, so he, he, he can get the fuck out of here. He can burn it out. He was, he was involved in the David Villa stuff, so... He, he was named among the people who are like being like inappropriate as fuck, and yeah, 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 he, he, yeah he can get fired. He, can get he, 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 should, he should have been fired honestly day one. I don't know why they kept him. It was bad. There, it was, you know, it was Yo, very did, bad. Did objects. you guys see? Apparently, David Villa said that uh, Claudia Arena keeps good secrets. Did you, did you guys see that? I don't know if that's no. I don't know if that was fake or not, but <laughs> I did not see that. Someone, someone in the someone in the NYCFC group chat on Twitter said like they said so, it like one day so when wait, the so, whole arena shit came so out. So wait, as an aside, as an aside, speaking of David Villa, so you know Joe and I aren't going to agree on this. No, listen, the the sexual harassment stuff is just a piece of the equation. Oh, a huge part and an equal part of my frustration with David Villa was that. He came back, and instead of becoming an ambassador for the NYCFC brand that, you know, he was synonymous with in this country, he founded a rival enterprise on the other side of town, and then tried to steal a thunder by grabbing that Willis Point fucking site. That, you know, because that, that your college site was not his first choice. He tried to build the stadium at Willis Point. Like he tried to, instead of trying to be a goodwill ambassador for the team, they weren't going to take him back after the bullshit came out. Though. Well, 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 how did how did the world's bullshit well, go? But he found in Queen, he founded Queensborough before all the shit came out. He did. He was going. Yeah, he was. He was in. Uh, what was it? what's his name? Uh, Francisco Moya. Uh, is that the uh, borough? Yeah, 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 Moya. He yeah. was in his ear in 2019, as far as I can remember. I thought. I thought that the. Uh, the, the, the shit about the harassment and, and inappropriateness with uh, no, Skyler came out right after he went to Vissel Colby. No, no. Well, what, uh, was it, know, it was 2019 when that shit came out, right? No, no. It was 2020. It was the middle of the pandemic. Was it? Oh. I thought it was 2019. Yeah. No. No. She was still working with the team in 2019. Uh, no, no, uh, um, uh, uh, no, like, Davidia had already formed Queensboro before the sexual harassment uh, claims came out. And 
And at that point, I was he was already fucking dead to me. He had he founded a rival fucking enterprise in our city and then tried to build a stadium where we wanted to play. I'm being honest, I was never I was never too worried. I I always knew they were a tiny club, but uh, it doesn't aren't matter. This, aren't they supposed matter. to start this it, year? Uh, listen, could you imagine if David Villa had founded an MLS New York team, like a third MLS New York team and tried to build a stadium there? Oh, fucking hell. Like, like go fuck yourself, because you tried to get into the second division because you're betting against MLS at that point. Now, listen, I don't care about the MLS versus USL. I, I don't care. That, that's not, I'm not an MLS, like, I'm not an MLS loyalist. Like, like that, that's not a thing. The fact that he tried to form a rival enterprise that was going to immediately cut into our market share and build the stadium, a, like, like a big stadium. Well, guess what? One. It's fu- it's fucking failed because we got there first. Well, whatever. He can still go fuck himself for trying. Well, he fucking failed. So what's the fucking point? You're fucking now, spilled now, 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 uh, <laughs> going into the actual question, do I think Christian gets fired? No, I do not. Unless there's an absolute, ab- like, unless, like, we're sitting in the fucking cellar come, like, August or September, no. Christian does not get fired. I agree. I don't, I don't think he gets fired. Uh, I, and also, I don't think that uh, my prediction for this season, uh, I, I think we're going to do actually pretty decent. I can see us finishing top four in the East. I th- yeah, I think we'll get top four. Well, we, did, we, did a, we, you, we all did a Twitter space where we went we fucking game by game, and we all said that we were going to be pretty good this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. First, I said 69 points. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're, you're nuts for that. But no, I, I said that we would win every single game at Yankee Stadium. I still believe that. Even if we have a mediocre squad, I still think that our team identity has evolved uh, to the point where at home, it, it's at Yankee Stadium at least, easy money. City Field, still think we're the favorites, but, you know, prone to a few errors there. Sands the, uh, you know, um, playoff game, Toronto FC. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got to start moving through these questions. Um, in terms of uh, goal leader, who do, who do we think is going to be the leading goal scorer in 2023 for NYCFC? Gabi Pereira or 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 some some striker that we sign in, in the next few weeks. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Tyler Magno. I think he's going to excel at that nine this year. I I I, I, I listen. If you want to see like what Tyler Magno can do in a decent attacking setup with talent around him, look at that Atlanta game before he comes off due to injury, and look at how he links up with Gabby on that first goal, like. He can do everything that Tati can do. He has a higher ceiling than Tati did. He, uh, he really does. And I think he's going to break out this year in a big way. I, like, and, and, like, there's just no part of his game that, like, I'm overly concerned about. He's got the size to excel at the nine. He's got the skill in the ball to where, and, and to where he can play with his back to goal. The only thing that, like, I'm really concerned about with, with him is the engine. And, I, but I think that, when he's motivated and when he's hungry, I, I don't think there's any better player in the league than him, uh, or at least not with the, or at least not a player with a better pedigree than he he has. So, you know, I, I think Talos Magno is going to do it. Gabby Pereira is a good honorable mention, though. I can see him doing it. I agree. I, I agree. I think Talos Magno is going to be our leading goal scorer. I think he's in a. I think he's in a bag between uh, ten and fourteen goals this year. I, I, I have a bad feeling he's going to flop at striker. I just have a really bad. I. I other than that one game against Orlando, I, I have no faith in Talos. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be the best. He doesn't need to be the greatest striker in the league. All I need him to do is put up at least ten, 
And then I think Gabby will chip in. I think yeah, Thiago yeah, so will my, get a few. My, 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 my piping hot take is that we're going to have two double-digit goal scorers. Yeah, no, we're gonna, we're definitely. I want another striker. I don't. I don't trust Thomas Manuel. We're, we're going to score by committee this year. I think 100%. we're going to have two double digit goal scorers. I w- I want another striker. I I, I have. And I'll even I'll even I'm going to go out onto a I'm going to go out into a uh, onto a on a branch here, and uh, I'm going to say that uh, that Talis Magno and Gabi Pereira are going to form a Almiron Martinez esque combination. Oh, I would love it. I would love it so much. I just, I just wanted another Argentine on the right. team, to be honest. Who, who um, <laughs> who do we think is going to be the assist leader? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, okay, I got a hot take for you. You ready for this one? Yeah. Not T. Pellegrini. Pellegrini. I think if we play a four back and we play with an attacking midfielder and we play him with at the attacking midfield, I think he'll get the assist leader. Yes, I'm going to agree with that. I want to agree with it. I want to agree with it, but I'm gonna go. I'm just to go against the grain. I'm gonna say that uh, Gabby Pereira is gonna be our assist leader. Okay, that's okay. That's a good I can see that as well. Also, honorable mention to Keaton Parks too. I can see him stepping up his game this year in that midfield. And, and why, what do I feel healthy. like Malcolm Johnson could also be part of that mix if he if he gets some minutes? Also, don't forget don't forget about your fullbacks either. Don't forget about Ewanich. Don't yeah, forget yeah. about you know. Maybe Kevin O'Toole and Melda, you know, figure it out on that left side. I do like the ball that Kevin O'Toole looks maybe, in. Maybe, maybe Tavon, maybe Tavon. Hopefully, <laughs> if, he, if, he gets, if he goes into 2021 form, that's not a hot take. He's really good. 2021 Tavon is a fucking beast. All right, the last comment on, on, uh, on Twitter is from Panchito Lugo Rivera. Um, and his, com- his comment is, is that this podcast must kick off with coach saying, how the fuck is everyone doing <laughs> just to get this F bomb in there? Uh, the first podcast was like a docile lion circling the safari, but not sure if it wanted to play with the carcass or devour it. Yeah. My first, my first episode was painful by myself. I will, I will hopefully never do that again. It was not an enjoyable experience. I was nervous as shit and no one to talk to. And I was just, I felt like I was almost kind of crazy just talking out loud um, and, and just expressing my thoughts verbally instead of thinking them. It was not a fun experience. <laughs> and I apologize I mean, for anybody who listened to it. I mean, I listened to it. I didn't think it was a bad podcast. I, I was, thought that you were, you were, you were oddly reserved. In yeah, because uh, I was nervous as shit. I was like, I was like, because it's different when you're typing thoughts and when you're speaking them. I didn't want to sound stupid. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, no, you definitely were a lot more reserved than you were that than you normally are. You weren't as colorful or as uh, you know energetic uh, or as uh, you know like, like just expressive. But I do think that you broke everything down in a fair way. I think like you you took stock of the t- of the team fairly accurately. My wife said I said like too much, and then uh, also I afterwards I realized that when I was going through the preseason roster that I said that that a player had potential like way too much. <laughs> Every time I oh, talked about God. an academy player, I was like, "Yeah, they have potential. Yeah, they have potential. They have potential. This guy has potential." Like it was, it was, just, it was well, a potential. Fair, fest. You're not lying when you say that. Because <laughs> so, I mean, the NYCFC Academy, if anything, has you know been fairly consistent in producing some talented players. We haven't got to look at all of them, unfortunately. And it doesn't garner doesn't really garner attention like an SC Dallas Academy. That's because FC Dallas just recruits fucking homegrowns for every single position they have on the field. Like and, and and they usually produce that talent that's at least very 
very good at the MLS level, like Jesus Ferrara. I have so many issues with Jesus Ferrara, and I never want to see that little manlet in the fucking United States national team ever again. Oh my god! Oh, he got he got caught, caught he got caught simping. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He got caught slipping. And then, but, um, but I mean, but by that did he same get called token, in? Hold on, did, did he get called into the the camp? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in jail. Uh, but 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 even. But I mean, he's a very good MLS player. Nobody can take that away from him. He fucking he 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 shines for FC Dallas. It's just shit for the U.S. And also, they fucking produced Ricardo Pepe. They also had a hand in producing Weston McKennie. So Pepe, who should have been at the World Cup instead of Ferreira, one hundred percent. Not going to get any disagreements from me there. And I and I was I was I was down on Pepe. You know, like 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 a year and a half ago, I thought I'm like this kid is overrated. The, the, like, like, especially after like he got the transfer to Augsburg and he was struggling there, I was like, this kid, they, this kid's career is fucking ruined. They, they, they really did it. They, they overhyped him into, they worked him into a shoot, as they would say in pro wrestling. Um, but um, he, since he joined Grun again in in Eredivisie, he's he's been fucking any clinical. So, yeah. All right, and then, you know. So to to wrap this up, uh, Christian, where where can where can people find you and fi- and find you on uh, on socials? Uh, the only social I give out in public is my Twitter. So at Christian Sith on Twitter. Uh, you can also, if you're into video games, you can also see my writing on SVG.com. So check me out there too. Cool, Dobby. Well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at the boy Dobby. And uh, follow my inactive YouTube channel, uh, Talking with CFC. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm Coach Joe. You can find me on Twitter as at Coach Joe. The, the, the O is a zero. Um, final thoughts. Can we Bring please sign to... another Argentine? <laughs> my, final, my final thought is, is free James Sand. Bring that man back. Stop letting him struggle at Rangers. I was going to say free someone else, but I don't want to say it because... Don't yeah. say it. Yeah, I'm not going to say right. it. No. My, my, my parting thought is, can we please score a fucking goal on Tuesday against San Jose? <laughs> oh, please. Can, can we please sign Juan De Nato for the love of it, please? I, I would just love an Argentine striker back at the club. <laughs> All right. This is episode two of Coach Joe Uncensored with Christian Smith and Davi. What's your last name, Davi? No, Oliva. <laughs> And Dobby, and that boy Dobby. Uh, catch us. Uh, we'll probably be putting out a podcast uh, once a week, um, or if uh, emergency podcast, if um, if there's something big that happens. And uh, as always, usually if the game is televised, we will uh, be hosting uh, usually pregame, halftime, and postgame spaces on Twitter, so you guys can catch us there as well. All right, peace.